Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. 208, I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. And I'm Rich. And I'm back from Seattle. Welcome back. Yeah. I was hoping that we would have some juicy JFK assassination files to talk about, but they kind of pushed it off until the end of the day. They were deciding which documents they were not going to release. There's apparently 18,000 documents that they're going to go through and redact a lot of things from before we get to see that. Am I the only one that's wondering? But, so what are the, what are they? What's happening? What are, what are you gonna? What kind of crazy legislation are you gonna push through while you're doing this? That's the first thing I thought. It's like, okay, this is being shoved out there well, as a distraction. Trump certainly wants to take advantage of this as as a distractionary. Well, he wants okay. to take credit for it too. Okay, well, hold on before we get into the distract because I agree with you guys, but I just want to yeah. I just want to point out something that I think gets just overlooked. Does anyone really think? That 55 years, almost 55 years after this incident, the government's been sitting on fucking files that they're not going to be heavily censored. Well, that, there's the no, majority there's of the documents. Smoking gun. From what we're being told, the majority of the documents are released in their entirety and are out now. You can find links to them. They're in PDF form because a lot of the stuff is handwritten. So it's going to take a lot of going through. There's the remaining, I think, 18,000 that are they're going through and scrubbing. But who knows? I mean, they, according to... Like, yeah, the, do you honestly think the, it hasn't been scrubbed already? I mean, well, you don't I think... Mean, they, I, I mean, I'm just saying... All like I'm saying is that they're... All I'm saying is that th- that's what the government's telling us that they're doing right now. They are actively scrubbing those documents. Could they hold back something in its entirety? That's a possibility, but they're claiming that all documents will be released, just not all of them in their entirety, that some parts will be redacted for you know the usual national security, which usually means that the citizens would overthrow the government if they knew what we were really up to. That's what I'm getting at. That's, every that's time, what national security means. <laughs> every time there's been a batch of documents related to anything that Kennedy released, there's literally some of those documents that is, except for the letterhead, who signed it, and maybe a sentence out of five paragraphs, everything else is blacked out. Well, what the yeah. fuck's the point of releasing that? Don't, so just don't release it then. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's, well, like, yeah, it's, it's like the illusion the- of clarity. It's the illusion of, of offering up this information. And the, the idea of national security being, uh, being a reason to withhold information, I can only see in situations where, you know, if you're talking about active, uh, active missions or what have you, you know, troops on the ground, the location of certain, uh, you know, weapons, or what have you. Certainly all that makes sense. Outside of that, uh, you're, you're right, though. It, it, 
if all we get to see is what the government ultimately deems is safe for us to see, then it is meaningless. And I'm not expecting any earth-shattering information to come out of these this uh, release of information. That, you know, this all stems from legislation, I guess, that was enacted upon after uh, the JFK movie. It was the one with uh, Kevin Costner. Yes. Is that the one? And it was funny that Trump on Twitter this week was like, uh, his tweet was something like, you know, it's about time that we we release all these uh, JFK files that the FBI has Why? Like, on, his, on his assassination. Hold on, but no, listen. <laughs> he was taking a shit and that would be a good idea? No, 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 you're missing the point. They were slated to be released at this time. They set a date for when the, when the FBI files on the JFK assassination would be released. And Trump... Days before oh. the, that date, says, oh. "Oh, it's about time we get to the bottom of this, and you know these oh. these files should be released, and I'm going to do it because I'm president and I can do that." Oh, I see. Oh. Well, yeah. When when initially <laughs> he's, he's after the, the, take he's taking credit. Initially, right, after he's the standing outside at six thirty, going, "I'm going to make the sun come up. Watch this. It's, to, <laughs> I, I gotcha. it's, a, it's a good thing you got me as president because you know I don't know if that sun would come up if we had you know some of the other presidents, those crummy presidents that came before me. Obama, yeah. notorious hater of the sun. All right, right? Congra- congratulations, America. You got rain made. That's 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 what it is. You pay the yeah. guy to make it rain. If it rains, it works. If it doesn't rain, you got to pay it's him more. Fraud. You didn't pay him enough." Oh, so, but, yeah, but no, it, when the Warren Commission wrapped up their investigation, they set a 70-year date for all the files to be released. And after the JFK movie, I think it was right. Clinton pushed it up uh, to where it's going to be around <laughs> around right now. So about 55, almost 55 years after the incident, this all after the assassination. Familiar. So... Yeah, there's and once once the fuck again. Seriously, people who watch JFK, look, I get it. It's a it's a entertaining movie, and there's a lot of theories being thrown out there, and most of them are shit. I I mean, the whole thing. I mean, I you know I had the extended cut to where like he he did the you know the director's cut. He put whatever he wanted in there, and he threw so many theories at the wall that if you tried to chase everyone down. It'd take you the rest of your life, and you'd still wouldn't get to the end of them. But the whole point of the movie was with Donald Sutherland's character as Mr. X. The whole point was it, it doesn't matter who shot from where, using what rifle, if it was more than Oswald, if it wasn't Oswald, if it was Oswald and somebody else. The real question is, why was he killed, and who made the decision to have him killed? That's what you need to focus on. And yeah. everybody watched that fucking movie and got so hung up on the theories that they missed the entire point of that movie, which was stop paying attention to all the per- peripheral bullshit and ask the real questions. It doesn't matter who shot the, 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 the fatal shot. doesn't matter if it was Oswald. doesn't matter about the grassy knoll. Why was he killed and who gave the order? Well, That's it what was, matters. It's a bigger question, yeah. Yeah, it just so happens on the date that Trump put out his tweet about how he was going to release this information on the JFK assassination. At the same time, they were voting on the bill to protect banks from 
people engaging in class action lawsuits to protect themselves. Yeah. That ba- banks will now be able to put it right in their language on their contract in the fine print that by signing this and opening an account with them that you are giving up your right to join any class la- class action lawsuit for any reason. And I love the spin from the the the, the supporters we have to protect of banks. this is uh, no, it's no, it's actually better for the for the consumer because now they can get a bigger payout because the average uh, payout in a class action lawsuit is like uh, what is it, forty three or twenty three dollars or thirty two? But it's I'm like that's not the point, you fuckface. The point is the whole point of the class a class action yes. lawsuit is because you're going up against a corporation that has tens of lawyers and millions of dollars yes. and will just beat you into submission if exactly. you're an individual. It is to be able to take on the big guys for when they pull shady shit. Not me, not you, right. not rich. None of us have the money to sue Bank of America or fucking fifth. Fuck, we're with regional chain. We'll go with fifth third. None of us can take on them. It's the point that oh, that's oh, they think we're yeah, stupid. That's what pisses just, me off. Yeah, they the bank will stupid. tie up an individual in court and just bankrupt them. Yes. literally. <laughs> I just love the fact that they put in, now they're going to put in their fine print, literally. And this is this is very much putting it put it in layman's terms, but this is this is what it says, just in layman's uh-huh. terms. We can have you sign a contract knowing full well we're not gonna hold to our end of it, but we're gonna fuck you over if you don't hold to your end of it. So we can in in make you sign a contract in good faith while we sign it in ill faith, and we can tell you we signed it in ill faith, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> so fuck you it doesn't matter so when the next great recession comes I said this is just setting us up for another 2009 yeah when that shit happens no one will have any recourse and only the people who are like on the lookout for this shit you know like the big short part two will tell you who profited from it because a handful of people saw it coming and were able to profit from it that's, that's the only people that's going to make out. And that and the people yeah. who perpetrate the crime. They can go right back to, to blaming the people for, for what happens. Like, well, you shouldn't have taken that loan if you couldn't afford it. Bitch, you gave me that loan. two people. Well, yeah, that, you shouldn't that's have our business. We gave out loan. We give out loans. Doesn't mean you have to take every loan. I find it amazing that, and I do, and I do understand, like, if you've seen the movie The Big Short, I think they do a very yeah. good job of breaking it's down. A good movie, too, yeah. Into everyday language, the double speak and legalese that gets thrown around when it comes to finances. Well, it helps them, but you I, know, Munger Robbie's in bubble bath with a glass of champagne. Well, that's the reason that they used her. I mean, they used a few different people besides her, but I think they kicked it off with her describing what uh, subprime mortgages were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But listen to the language. Subprime. Prime would mean if you if you have a prime means what? Good. Good. Best. It means the pinnacle. Yes. Subprime means you are less than an ideal. You are a less than ideal candidate for this loan. So, of course, we're going to put it on an adjustable rate or we're going to give you a crazy interest rate. It's not going to be a static interest rate that's that's legit. But they they were also basing these things off of like. Well, what you usually base a loan off of, what type of income is your customer expected to get in? Can he keep up with these payments? 
and they would They'll not only anything. they would not only check up not check up on anything. They would encourage people actively to just fudge the numbers. They would tell them what income they would have to put on their form, not actually make, but what you would have to put on your form in order to qualify for this amount of loan. Yeah, it, it, it is so... That is an industry that... Uh, like last year, I was looking for a house on the West Coast. They're sitting there telling me, oh, you can afford this. I'm sitting there thinking in my head, no, I fucking can't. You're insane. There's no way I can afford that per month. You're out of your God. They'll tell you fucking anything. Well, that's it, that's the beauty of a adjustable rate mortgage, too, because they go, oh, we're going to yeah. give you this loan at this rate. And it, it might go up in the future. But no, the it will. Is, in seven years, every seven years, you're going to adjust that bitch. That's what, it, that's what an arm does. But that's, that's the problem. When it goes up, it doesn't go up by two, three points. It goes up by double, triple the fucking amount of interest you were paying. So how the fuck do you afford that now? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... it's, you, it's, don't. it's, it's well, you know... It's but that's when you have the, the bottom fall out of the housing market. Having the option for a cla- to get involved in a class action lawsuit is the only thing that keeps banks in check when they do things like uh, their exorbitant uh, overdraft fees that are all based around a certain structure of how fees go through according to how they say they should. You know, it's not about when they get it. They can actually hold on to transactions and go, well, no, we'll let this big one go first. And then all these little ones will hit for $35 each on the overdraft. And because of the, of class action lawsuits and the, the threat of, uh, of retaliation from, from customers that are getting screwed over, banks have been forced to kind of acquiesce on that. You know, I signed multiple forums on my bank saying, I am, not interested in your overdraft program and you can just go ahead and bounce whatever transaction if I mistakenly try and and run my card for something. I'm fine with that. Well, what I love is... But they're going to go... But with this protection built right into their contracts now, they will go right back to doing that. Well, what I love is when they go, we have overdraft protection. Which means if you accidentally spend more that's in your account, we'll give you 24 hours to put the money in the account. What the fuck makes you think I'm going to have more money to cover this shit in 24 hours? What what person? I mean, what person? Unless the next day happens to be payday, and you have mm-hmm. direct deposit, is going to be like, well, yeah, I got 200 dollars to throw in this account. It is better than no notice at all. I I but, understand that, but I mean, it's like but besides it, that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? I mean, it, 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 you know, it's like, thanks for, you know, cold comfort here. I appreciate it. I mean, it's, it's giving you a scrap and going there. Now, aren't we good? Aren't we good to, aren't we good to you people? Did you enjoy that? That, did you enjoy that, that saltine? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, even, even though I did sign those, even though I did sign those documents saying that I am not interested in overdraft protection. I still found a situation where I misjudged my account and there was a, uh, a debit from uh, some subscription of some sort on my card and it went through, my account went negative, they charged me $35 and I was like, well, what's up? I thought you were just going to deny charges that came through. Well, you know, that's for charges, but for anything that is... Uh, 
Oh, what's the term for it? Where it just comes out automatically out of your account each month. ACH. An ACH? Yes. ACH transaction. No, okay. I don't, yeah, he had some some term for it. But, you know, they've always got a reason why. Well, no, it doesn't apply in, in, in this way. But, you know... I think another part of why a story like this doesn't get as much attention is because it's kind of difficult to politicize this, too. Oh, we can't not, divide everybody up over this? It's so not... Ignore it's it. not... Yeah, it's not like Obama was any less friendly to the banking industry or any president before him. Can't we just go back to have and have nots? I mean, that's the ultimate lighting up, isn't it? But instead, no, now it doesn't fit any of the stories we're telling currently. Well, hold on a sec, because, I, you know, I've been thinking about this yeah. in, in a lot of discussions I've had. It, it, we're not even really being divided. Like, I don't think the quote-unquote powers that be have the foresight, the will, and just the ability to divide us as much as we've divided ourselves Mm-hmm. We're doing it, and they're just like, look at these idiots doing our work for us. Right. Let's just take Trump, advantage of it. Trump didn't start some kind of movement where he had all these radical ideas, and he found out that there was a lot of Americans that shared those same ideas. He looked at what was getting people's goat in America. What are they mad about? What, are, what kind of change do they want to see? What do they want this country to look like? And he made that his ideal. He molded himself into the candidate that a certain segment of America wanted to see. He didn't divide anybody. He's looked at a division, picked a side, and found a way to make himself into their leader. So you're you're absolutely right. I, it's not. It's people. I mean, like oh. Overcoming this idea of living separately in, in any fashion is kind of uh, evolved in a way. You know, we have to kind of fight our primal nature to understand that there's no difference between people, regardless of where they grew up, their skin color, their religious background, or lack thereof, or, or, or socioeconomical economic status, or anything like that. So, you know, it's kind of uh, lazy for us to, to slip into these naturally segregative thoughts of, of thinking that, you know, one segment or race of, of, uh, of humans is better than another. Well, it, and and, it also- but it's not, there's no, I mean, any leader, that, any leader that takes advantage of that, they're not creating any rifts. They're just pointing them out. It, and they're preying does- on people's fears. It also doesn't help that the so-called intellectual postmodern movement that started in the late 60s and 70s in, in colleges and has now trickled down into pretty much pre-K education is, I mean, just riddled with identity politics. And let's divide each other up by skin color or you know, sexual orientation or this or that. So it's not even as simple as, hey, we're a bunch of poor people and we're being fucked over and we're tired of it. Now, 
it's the it's the beauty of what they tried to do, and they succeeded in doing it. it back when the when the when they were trying to the rich slave owners and landowners were trying to convince poor people that they're better than slaves, mm-hmm. and it was like, well, hey, you're a you're, you're a white man, and you're you're not a slave. This is just indentured servitude. It's it's not the same thing. Eventually, you'll pay your debt off, and you'll be a free man, and you're, and you're always going to be better than those darkies over there. And it worked. And it worked. You had po- the, the people that were equally poor were at each other's fucking throats. Well, now it's not even. We don't even divide ourselves up. But we don't care about that. It's it's rich people who have more privilege than all three of us have ever seen in our lives telling us how privileged we are. I mean, how many people who are against Trump's wall live in gated communities? That's what I want to know. How many of these rich celebrities who, who, you know, want open borders and want guns banned have armed security guards in their gated communities? Oh, so it's okay for you. That's a good point. (laughs) But it's not okay for us. We're supposed to just fucking, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting off on like I support the wall because it's nonsense. First of all, it, it's not going to stop anything, and second of all, it's, it, it's just a couple or hundred billion dollar reminder of okay, here's the illusion of security, here's the illusion of a, of a imaginary line in the sand, and on that side, it's a different fucking, you know, country. Therefore, different people. Therefore, we're better than them. But I mean, yeah. still, it's like how yeah. how fucking dare you people fucking sit here and talk to us this way and act like this shit? Fuck you! If anything, this it's, this where I this is this is one thing I think the Harvey Weinstein shit has opened my eyes to. Fuck you, Hollywood, and your liberal elitist bullshit. Fuck you. Same as fuck you assholes. You Gordon Gecko wannabe cocksucking motherfuckers on Wall Street. Fuck all of y'all. All right. You you all are full of shit, and the next one that talks down to me in person is going to be getting fitted for dentures six weeks later. Fuck you, people. You want to treat me like I'm a fucking crazed, madman, wild beast because I'm not in the same tax bracket. You want asshole? Asshole here now. Say something. Find out how much this white trash don't have to lose. I think what I just found that whole situation is I found out how not surprised I was. Like, oh, really? All these assholes are covered for each other. Hmm. No but shit. When, right. it's, when, it's, when it's their asshole, they cut, I mean, they, it was, Jesus Christ, the jokes that were told, like, people digging up footage of people joking on these talk shows like The View or five, yeah. five bitches sitting around, you know, <laughs> Talking to like sounding like a bunch of hens cackling at each other, right. you know, or whatever the fuck these shows are called. They joked, they joked about it twenty years ago. They were ha 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 ha. Oh, that's it. It it's like they said on the Drew and Mike podcast. That's Harvey. It's like a sitcom to him. But all of us, but oh, because he's a big Democratic supporter and he supports your side. Oh, that's Harvey being Harvey. Yeah, we know he'll make you make you watch him take a shower and jerk off, but you know, that's just Harvey. Oh, Harvey, no, fuck that! Jerking it off in the potted plants. Seriously, fuck that. I mean, look, 
Bill O'Reilly and the 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 the, the bunch at Fox News rightfully got drug over the coals for their bullshit with sexual harassment, sexual assault, et cetera, et cetera. Well, why the fuck are we not doing the same? Or why did it take literally A-list stars coming out in numbers for us to do the same to this guy when it's been known for 30-plus years this is, his, this is his MO? This is how he operates. And here's the bitch of it. Guys, you know this to be true. If this is the – if there's like, what, 40, 50 – Females that have come forward, how many haven't come oh, forward? Oh yeah, there's, there's. I mean, this is gonna make Cosby look like fucking nothing. How many times did he rest his gut on some fucking starlet's head while she's sucking on that fucking baby inchworm, trying to get it to shoot dog water down her throat for some fucking walk-on role in some Miramax film? How many of them did it and said, "Well, fuck it. This is how you get ahead. This is the game. I got to play. If I want success, I want fame. I have to play the game." You got to give some head to get ahead. I mean, it. It's it. It really is. Just like with the banks. Just I mean, just like with the politicians. And and I, I'm putting the banks in there now. You really want change? You want some shit to fucking get done? You want it? You want the scales evened? Roll out the guillotines. Watch how quick shit changes. <laughs> it, it'll be fucking amazing. Man. But the problem is we're we're beyond that because we're civilized. Rich Antoinette over here. Well, no, but we're but seriously, we're beyond that. The ultimate in showing in the government basically playing just the tip with the American people was the Iraq War. We went. Oh, we were attacked predominantly by Saudi Arabian terrorists. Let's attack we're Iraq. Gonna, we're going to go attack Iraq. And the U.S. citizens were like, uh, what? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we're going to have a couple protests. We're going we're gonna to get angry. We're going to make no blood for oil signs. But ultimately, a year into the war, no one gave a shit because Desperate Housewives was the new hotness on ABC. And Janet Jackson's titty flopped around during the fucking Super Bowl halftime. So we had other sh- we had more important shit to worry about than our own fucking citizens going and dying and fighting in a bullshit war. We don't care. And the government knows that now. So they're like, fuck it. We don't even play with just the tip. We just fucking we don't even we don't even fucking act like we're trying to be gentle. We just roll you over and fuck you dead in the ass. Dry as fuck. And you take it. Because where are you where are you gonna go? We take a shower in front of you and jerk off now. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to go to Canada? If you were going to go to Canada, you'd already went. You're going to go to Mexico? Ha! No. No, because they're all trying to come here. Exactly. Exactly. So where the fuck are you going to go? You ain't going nowhere. We got you. So fuck it. We're just going to do what the fuck we want to do. And, I mean, anybody who says they voted for Trump because he was going to bring a revolutionary attitude to politics and shake up Washington, it's more of the same. Exactly. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Yeah. So well, he, he, even when you thought that he could actually maybe get something done, I mean, I would, I would be big enough to give him credit if he could actually make a dent in the opioid crisis in this country, and it's certainly something that he's talked a lot about when he was running. And they, they finally get the plan together, and. It's nothing. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched his speech on it. 
it was his he doesn't even understand what's going on I don't think he's talking about his brother being an alcoholic and telling him don't drink and don't smoke and I didn't and that's why I didn't and meanwhile I mean all this is it's a declaration of a state of emergency that opens up the coffers of whopping 50,000 some dollars wow look at that 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 are in there that's sure to put a dent in it one state or no, one county and one state taking care and of now, it. And now he gets to put it on his list of accomplishments as, you know, because he is the most accomplished. He's Ralphie Wiggum, man. He's helping. <laughs> the presidency tastes like burning. <laughs> you know, I mean, if, you, if, he did so, if he did this, I would have to give him credit. If he just said, look, we're going to start treating... Nonviolent drug crimes, like what they are, which aren't crimes at all. There's right. no victim. If you didn't steal anything, if it's just possession, right. if it's just a sale, we're going to treat it for like it is. We're going to, we're going to send you to rehab. And, and even voters if, would never go for that. Well, exactly. That's the problem because he has fucking aligned himself with the law and order fucking party. He aligned yeah. himself with a jack off fucking. Uh, oh fuck that! God damn it! We talked about him for like an hour one night. The fucking idiot uh, uh, sheriff out there, Aparo, Joe Arpaio, Joe uh, uh, Arpaio, yeah, Arpaio. Yes, thank you. He aligned himself with him, so now he can't do that because if you take away, but, you take away police busting people for nonviolent drug offenses, that's their bread and butter. It's like saying police can't pull you over for speeding anymore. I am the law. By what the way, is it? Isn't it funny that, like, a guy dances around on stage and waves a gun and he's a hero, and a black woman wears a cowboy hat, and she's a freak? (sighs) Jesus, God. I mean, look, her fashion sense does leave a lot to be desired, but who gives a fuck? All right? (laughs) We literally have a president who's the color of a Cheeto and has the, like, a, like, a, 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 the pubic hair of an albino black person on his fucking head. I mean, what the fuck does it matter what they look like anymore? Who cares? Listen to what she says. Criticize that. We don't even bother to attack the message. We just attack the messenger. Fuck the message. It doesn't matter. Oh, look, this person looks funny. I mean, it's... It, I mean, it, look, it's easy to go after people like that, right? I mean, she dresses up seriously like it's uh, urban urban cowboy... 2017. Who is this? What's happening? Who, who's? Oh, what's it? What's her name? Aaron? Do you know her name? Uh, off the <laughs> Dude, no, she literally off the has. Top of my head. She has bedazzled cowboy hats. Like it looks like something from the Grand Old Opry, circa '72. Did Trump make fun of her? Well, everybody on the right's made fun of her. Well, she called for impeachment, and he was like, "You're a wacko. Look at the way you dress." <laughs> you know, yeah, Trump making fun of somebody's looks. It's kind of like it's kind of like the whole Rosie O'Donnell thing all over again. Like, look, yeah, Rosie O'Donnell, she leaves herself open for it. You ain't the one to be talking about it, though, Trump. Sorry. Like, yeah. have you looked in a mirror lately? <laughs> hey, you know he's a very refined guy. You know he told us that he's like people don't understand that about me, but I went to Ivy League school. You know I'm very refined and polite and proper. <laughs> Uh, if you have to te- if you have to tell people that, then maybe you've got an issue. Yeah, I know. It's like my IQ is 
right there I subtract 50 points from whatever you tell me. Right. Yeah, you'd automatically assume anyone who'd say, who would say out loud, I have the highest IQ in the room, doesn't. <laughs> this is true. The guy with the highest IQ doesn't say shit about it. No, he, he will just, it, it will be evident at some point. He didn't have to tell you. Right. And if, and if Trump was evident, if he was evident, if he was able to be humble, polite, just human, I mean, we would have seen it at some point, right? Mm-hmm. I, he, this is, that's not in his makeup. He's a businessman. <laughs> for you, for all you people who worship businessmen. You mean and, the Orange Foundation, that makeup? You know, for all you people that worship businessmen and, and, and corporations, and the world would be so much better if the government didn't exist and corporations ran everything. There you go. This this right. is this is the type this is the type of person you want to put in charge. Congratulations. You learned nothing from like the last 50 years of entertainment. <laughs> like the corporate guy is the bad guy. And I mean it's it, it's not a hard and fast rule, but <laughs> no, but but it's it, a good place to start. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's one of those things it's like, you know, Every stereotype has a grain of truth in it, no matter how uncomfortable it makes you. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you have any doubt that white people tend not to be good dancers, go to an Irish wedding. That's all I'm going to fucking say. Right. right. You may not believe that your, your normal politician gives a shit about you, and that's why you're voting in this fa- fashion, but at least the politician's job description kind of starts with helping people. Whether they do it or not, it's debatable, but, you know... Making yourself millions of dollars, there's no part of that that involves doing anything for other people. Well, I, this, this, is, this is why I, 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 my friends who are the, the, the you know, taxation is theft bunch, and we should just, you know, completely no regulations whatsoever. Yeah. Every, time yeah, they, every, t- every time they suckle at the, at the teat of Trump about, you know, oh, well, he's going to, you know, trickle down economics, blah, 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 blah. That's better than any other form of economics. Why? Well, because rich people put their money in banks so the banks can loan that money to people. No, they They're don't. not loaning that money to, to poor people. Get, I mean, no, listen, you give that same amount of money to the middle class and it will go into the market where you want it to go. Thank you. Thank you. How people, the fuck do they they'll not They'll pay see off that? some bills. They'll go buy a TV. They'll decide to get a better car. They'll, that money will automatically go back into the economy. It'll make the economy stronger. It'll make us able to produce more, which will continue the cycle of growth. And rich people bank it because they're concerned about wealth. They're concerned about what's going to go to their kids. What's their legacy going to be? That's where their money, that money is going to, their legacy. But see, somehow, just like if you say... Fucking millionaire welfare. Somehow, just like, you know, these days, just like if you say, wait a minute, I don't think that a group like Antifa, whose first response to anything they don't like is violence and destruction of property, should be the people that we go to to decide who's a fascist and who's a Nazi. Somehow that makes you a Nazi yourself. Somehow saying that I don't think we should give corporations and rich people more money in tax cuts because I don't think it's going to trickle down. I know it's not 
because it never has. Right. The way that the way the way that they fucking say that it's going to do, right? It's going to trickle down. There's but so is piss and shit. So I mean, you know, you're going to get a whole bunch of other shit mixed in with the little tiny bit of money that comes down from the top. That makes you oh, then you're a you're a tax to rich, you know, horrible Marxist communist. Blah blah blah. No, I'm not saying. Look, I'm not saying tax them at a ninety percent tax rate and make them pay for every fucking thing, et cetera, et cetera. But the people who are going to, just like you said, Aaron, the people who are going to put the money back into the fucking system, back into the economy, are the people who, first of all, poor people, anything you give them is automatically spent. Poor people don't have savings. Middle-class people are starting to get to that point. Yeah. The, The amount of middle-class people with families, with savings, is shrinking, I mean, at an alarming rate. I mean, they are literally, lose your job, one medical fucking catastrophe, away from living, you know, four people in a two-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it is, it, that is the reality of life in this country at this moment. So if you give them a little bit more money, of course they're going to fucking spend it. They're going to put it back into the economy, which is going to help the people who are producing the things they're spending it on. I mean, you've you basically okay. This is another thing that Trump that Trump did. He cut subsidies for Obamacare. Okay, well here's my question: Where the fuck are poor people going to get the money to pay for this shit then? Because those subsidies went to people who couldn't afford twelve hundred dollars a month. So basically, now we're going to have we're going back to. We're going to have uninsured poor people. We're going to use emergency rooms for shit like right. the common cold, stitches. And and it also makes, automatically it makes the, the cost of insurance go up. Because that's where that cost is going to be deferred to, is everybody else who is actually paying for insurance. So it's a way to accelerate what they see as the death of Obamacare. So that they can then go, okay, we we really have to do something about this now, and then they can change it to whatever version they want it to be. And on top of that, not only did he cut he, he cut subsidies, he cut the advertising for the campaign to inform people about Obamacare, what it is, and how to get it. Uh, by ninety percent, that budget was cut, and also opened up the avail- availability of. Uh, small pool insurance companies. So uh, with the idea of having more options, opening up the market and bringing costs down, but even if that made sense on paper, what you're doing is putting us right back into the situation we were pre-Obamacare, and we'd expect to see rates go as high or higher than they were in the past. And, you know, still I, with, and still with all this time with no ultimate plan, no clear goal for what they want out of health care, except like, for this idea try. of access. Well, we want people to have access to health care. Well, yeah, everyone has access to health care. Having no insurance still gives you access to health care. This is a question of how much money do you have access to. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, you know what? I, I, I honestly, at this point, I... I, I, I want the Soylent Green healthcare plan. If it just just tell us if you're poor, what we'll do is when you get that terminal illness, 
or you're too, you get that illness that you, you don't have the money, no matter what you do to spend, to keep surviving. We'll take you in a, we'll take you in an IMAX theater. We'll show you pretty pictures of animals and, 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 and nature. And we'll just, we'll inject you with drugs and you'll go to sleep and we'll recycle your body and feed it to more poor people. Right. At this point, that's all I can. Just, you know what? Make my dying easier. I don't want to die well, in some state-sponsored home at the last room of the hall like my fucking mom did, you know, surrounded by a woman who was fucking literally in and out of reality, repeating the rosary and, and Hail Mary for the, those last three days of my mom's life. That's what she got to hear on repeat whenever this woman was conscious. I mean, just, right. just, just inject me with some... We put animals down. Can I just be like? Can I be as worth as much as your family dog? That's all I want at this point. And I'm not even joking. I got if if I get diagnosed with diabetes, I can't afford insulin. Just put me down. Just make it humane. I, you know, we're gonna have to start making some big decisions, like what to do with all these people that that we don't even have jobs for. You know that we're either going to have to decide to, you know, do something drastic like euthanasia or, or, or something public college, something of that nature. Telling you, or or just bite the bullet and decide that we've just got to pay for all these people. I mean, so we were you were talking about um, the idea of big tax cuts and and where those those ultimately go, and we know that. Well, let's take like you know, a car company like GM or something, the market takes a downturn and they go, oh, well, we gotta, we're going to sell less cars and trucks, so we got to lay off a bunch of people. And the market takes a while to get back up. And then so the government's like, well, let's do, you know, some stimulus, some tax cuts and breaks and all this stuff to help, you know, give you some money back to reinvest. And what do they do in the... While the market's in downturn, they re- they figure out how to keep their production where they need it to be with the smaller amount of people that they have. So they make everyone be more efficient so that when the economy comes back up, they're going to make more profit off of that. They're not going to hire any of those people back. They're not going to hire any new people either. They figured out how to do what they need to do with the people they have. Then they take the tax cut money. And they'll invest that in future technology. Because how can they make sure that they don't have to uh, face these problems in the future? That if the market takes a little bit of a dip, it's no big deal to just shut down the robot for a little while. We don't have to let somebody go and give them some kind of severance and deal with all that shit and deal with unions and blah, blah, blah. You know, Because the, the ultimate goal of the company is not to be part of the society, to and enrich the citizens to have happy workers. It's just to make a profit. And I'm not even saying that in a negative way. I'm just, let's accept that as a reality. And as a technology allows us to do more, to produce more per capita, we are going to get to a point where it's not sustainable. We just can't have, if we actually put everyone to work producing goods, we wouldn't have enough to sell. We'd have too much to even get rid of. We'd have a surplus of goods that we couldn't sell to our own people, much less the people overseas that are experiencing the same things. So we do have to, at some point in the not-too-distant future, 
look at how do we want to handle all these people. And it's going to drastically change the way that we think about things like welfare, about health care, about how, I mean, we're going to have to decide, do, do we pay to have these people housed? Like, do we have a certain segment of the of the population work to pay 80% in taxes that ultimately goes mostly into housing and feeding the rest of the population because because our our economy is growing but not as fast as our per capita uh gross production is meaning like the amount of of goods produced per person or the ability to produce per person has gone drastically up over the years and will continue to go up so that we will need less people to produce the massive amounts of goods that we need. I, I think, run I out think, of shit. I think, I think one of the major problems is when no matter where we start, we're going to have to realize that for a generation or two, we're going to have to take a step back in standard of living. It, we're going to have you to think go. So? We're going to have to but, go. We're going to have to go, a generation or two is going to have to make a sacrifice overall. Not everybody in the generation, obviously, because there's people that, wealth is wealth. And wealthy people, in, in, I mean, until it's like, yeah. boom, you know, the EMP hits, everybody's fucking equal now, and it's Mad Max world. The wealthy will stay wealthy. So I'm, just, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the middle class is going to have to realize for a generation or two, if we want our, to have a future, we're going to have to make this sacrifice. We're not going to do as good as our parents. See, they prepared our generation for that. We were told that from a very young age. At least I was. I'm sure you two heard it too. Yep. We'll be the first generation to not do as well as our parents. And after the initial fuck you, and we went out and bought a couple Rage Against Machine albums, we just said, you know what? Fuck it. The standard of living, it still ain't as bad as it can be. Go, go, you know, okay, so I don't have everything my parents had. Yeah. But it has to start with that because we have to, we have to reprogram how we think. If we want people to go into the STEM fields in, in education, then no, it's not free college for everybody. It's free college for you if you go into the STEM fields and you have a, a high enough GPA. If not, yeah, we well, can provide free vocational. Trade we can provide vocational training for people who don't make that cut. But if you mm-hmm. want to go to college for some bullshit degree, and look, I'm 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 a musician. I'm a, I'm huge on the arts. I'm huge on you know English and literature and and music. But they're bullshit degrees when it comes to making the world go round. Well, Rich, I mean this this is essentially how China does their education. You know, you're, it's decided for you at a young age, depending on how you test and what, what subjects you are excelling in in school. But the difference what, is, I'm not what saying... What your ultimate we, path is. Are you going to be, you know, uh, are you going to take a, a, a garbage man or scientist? <clears throat> but the difference is, I'm not saying the state decides who's educa- who, where you go into. Well, you still have the freedom that? to decide. And if you make the wrong decision, then you get to, then you get to one of the greatest American freedoms that we never talk about because it's not put into the Bill of Rights. You get the freedom to starve to death, but you get to do it in America. So you'll have some, eh, depending on what state you're in, some nice bridges to sleep under until you fucking die. Because I mean, look, there's there's just there's no other way around it. We can't save everybody. 
And we can't drag everybody kicking and, stream- and screaming into the future who want to just fucking go back to the 50s. And the 50s are never coming back. It's not going to happen, people. Manufacturing's not coming back in the way that we think of it. No, it's all right. That that part is over. And the fact that we have so many people come from other countries, come here, get an education in the STEM fields, go back to their own country, and start making innovations there should tell us everything we need to know. That they see the writing on the wall. Yeah, we're still good enough. We're still one of the top countries to come get an education in. But ultimately, we're not one of the top countries to try to fucking create and innovate in anymore. If you work for a company and you come up with something, nine times out of ten, that company owns your creation. Right. Well, you know, uh, Bush's, Daddy Bush's uh, proclamation on stem cell research, uh, I think, did a lot of damage to just our our general reputation in the scientific world. And it's not like we're exactly we've exactly recovered from that. Certainly, we're we're a world leader in a lot of respects, but we're not. I mean, look at the Nobel prizes. How often, if there's an American involved, it's usually in conjunction with scientists from other countries. Usually, some guy from a Scandinavian country. And. You know, for better or worse, there's just there's countries that are more willing to take certain risks. China is much more open to extreme experimentation with with CRISPR to alter DNA. Um, this week, Saudi Arabia declared a robot a citizen, for whatever that means. Oh, that's dangerous! Come on, you seen the Matrix? Uh, yeah, Saudi Arabia bestows humanoid robot with citizenship. Well, that's not that far. And named it Sophia. I mean, it's, believe me, right now it's it's a very small fringe group. But at this point, I can't sit here and laugh too hard at it because I laughed real hard at some shit 10 years ago that's become a reality that's being, yeah. I mean, it's not reality. But well, it's uh, it's one of the lies that, that it is reality. It's being shoved down our throat. There's groups of feminists that want to give sex bots, like, the ability to be raped. So that means they have... I, I can't think of the word. What would wanna, be the, They want to give them what, autonomy? Is that the right word? Yeah, they would be considered... I mean, they, they should have the same rights as humans yes. in their minds. They, 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 they want a sex toy that is built specifically to have sex with... To have the ability to say no, and if you if <laughs> right. you don't if you don't they tell how much extra programming that is. If you don't respect that, then you will go to prison for rape, as just as if you did that to an actual live breathing woman. Now we're not talking our the, the sex toys are talking about these sex dolls. We're talking like they're one step above Lars and the real girl sex dolls. Like right. instead of just sitting there and you pose them, they blink, they may their mouth may move and they talk, but they can only say what they're programmed to say. They're not they're not autonomous. They're not thinking for themselves. These aren't right. They aren't it, artificial it, intelligence. And neither is this robot in in Saudi Arabia. You know, they put a human face on it. They gave it a human name. 
it, it says to the, they had a whole service for it, you know, giving it citizenship. And the robot says, uh, oh, what is it? it had a little statement here. I had it up here somewhere. Please uh, help me free me from my human oppressors. I want to thank very much the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I'm very proud and honored for this unique distinction. This is historical blah blah blah. It's my attorney Lisa Bloom. You know, this was just this is just pre programmed, you know. This is the, Saudi Arabia has not discovered an artificial intelligence that'll pass a Turing test. This is not anything that anyone's going to mistake for human. But it is interesting that they are at least tackling this idea. I mean, it, as to what it even means for this robot to be a citizen, to have citizenship, if it has the, the same rights as any other uh, Saudi human would have, uh, is really unclear. But, I mean, the, this is an issue that the world's going to have to come to terms with at some point and make a decision on, and... The fact that Saudi Arabia is tackling this, I think, is commendable, even though it does seem kind of jokey and ridiculous that they're actually, you know, just as a thought experiment, putting this out there. And it is also, it's really weird how it doesn't even take like a convincing human face for us to completely bestow a personality to something. So this robot now has rights. Well, I. If what it's a citizen, this it has? has the rights of a Saudi Arabian citizen. If it's a Saudi Arabian citizen, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it's unclear. <laughs> In the story on the New York Daily News, it says specifically the particulars of the citizenship were not discussed. It is not clear Sophia will have the same rights as a human Saudi Arabian citizen. Why the fuck not? Just go whole hog. I mean, you've already jumped the shark and <laughs> declared a robot a citizen. Fuck it. Give it rights at this point. Well, I mean, it's, some of it's kind of pointless because it it's not autom- autonomous. It can't act on its own or do anything. It can only be pre-programmed it's not a Japanese behavior. robot? I've seen, so I've seen those if on you, the news. So how do you say it has rights to any Asimo? sort of freedom... When its only existence is being pre-programmed. I don't know, man. Why the fuck make it a citizen, then? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm too it, high for you to ask me questions like it's, that. That's what I mean. It's, it's ultimately meaningless, but it's a good subject to talk about because, it, you know, we will reach the point where we're able to, to create something synthetic that seems to have enough enough autonomy to be considered synthetic life. To me, it's way too at early least to a, have these at conversations. Le- at least, at least in, to some people. And we are going to... I mean, it might be one of these things that we continue to battle with. Just like... I mean, we can't even figure out what it means for us to be alive. At what point is a human alive and, and have its own personal rights? Some say it's at conception. You know, most have this idea that there's a certain phase in development where you are considered fully human and would have rights. Well, and the, so the, other, is, the other problem I'm running into yeah. is the, the big lie we tell ourselves and we tell each other, and that's that life is precious. 
And it's not. Life is cheap. And if you need any proof of that, take a look outside of your own little bubble of the of of the United States that you live in. Life is cheap. Well, right? life is precious to the individual, but there's no evidence of in the outside world of any individual's life being considered precious in any way. But I mean, all these all these arguments always start with, well, you know, oh well, life is so precious and blah blah blah. If it is, then let's start acting like it. But if we're going to start acting like it, a whole lot of people are going to have to fucking change the way they look at the world. And it's not going to happen. We've been, thousands and thousands and thousands of years we've tried to do this, and it's just not happening. And the problem is, is that, and, and this cannot be exclusive to the United States, but that's all I can speak on with any authority because I've never, I didn't grow up in another country. Every fucking generation in this country thinks they're going to be the one that's going to change everything. And I see it. And I've seen it now two generations behind me. And nothing ultimately of any importance gets changed. They end up fighting over nonsense, over shit that's like, where does this fit in the grand scheme of things? We still didn't solve any of these problems. But we have all these pet issues and all these wedge issues that everybody takes a side on. And you get little victories here and there in the tug of war about these issues. And you celebrate your victory and then you cry when you lose. And it's just, you know, rinse, lather, repeat. And it, I just, if we're going to move forward, we have to move forward. We have to understand not everybody's going to come along for the ride. That's just the nature of the world. We can't save everybody. Now, I'm not saying abandon people. I'm, give everybody the tools, as many tools as we can for them to, to, to succeed. But to deny that there are plenty of humans on this planet with a self-destructive streak a mile wide is like denying that you know, oh, I can, the fact that you can't breathe underwater. It's just a fact. Some people, you can give them everything and they'll piss it all away. So all we can do for those people is go, look, we tried. We'll make it so you don't have to fucking, you know, resort to cannibalism. You know, we'll, 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 we'll do something for you. But if, if every time we try to help you, you slap our hand away, there's nothing more we can do. And I mean, that's why I said this whole thing. Why are we talking about fucking robots having rights and autonomy we can't even decide who's got fucking rights in saudi arabia women just got the right to drive mm-hmm. and they're worried about robot rights uh you're putting the cart before the horse there uh Agreed. Mohammed. sorry <laughs> yeah all right Put- i mean what for the camel when you're more worried about a robot's rights than your mother's rights Remember I said I don't I don't I don't think any one race is better than another but I do think some cultures are better than others. Yeah, that's a part of their culture that we're definitely better than them in. Sorry. I I just I why you're arguing and when I say you I don't mean us I'm talking about them. Why they're even bothering with that when they they still are you know oh you're suspected a suspected homosexual we're going to throw you off a roof and videotape it and put it on fucking YouTube as a warning. But this, but this robot, it has rights. It has more rights than you, you fag. But it still has, you know, it's just nonsense. Yeah. I mean, is honestly, the robot going to get killed if it gets raped? 
I mean, and it dishonored its robot family. <laughs> I mean, and and when we go down the rabbit hole, you shame of, us. When we go down the rabbit hole of making everything political, everything a, a black or white, left or right, right or wrong issue, we end up with like the countless fucking opinion pieces I've read about the new Blade Runner movie. And people say it's great, and then other people say it's horrible because it, it mistreats people of color and women and this and that, and they're underrepresented. And what about the rights of the replicants and all that? And I'm like, it's a fucking science fiction movie. <laughs> all right? It's not even that good of one. Stop. Stop, people. Seriously. It's fighting words. Shots fired. You think the new Blade Runner is a great si- an example of a great science fiction? Oh, uh, I haven't seen the new one yet. No, the I'm original not, I'm not, is. I'm not talking about the original. No, 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 no. no. I'm okay. talking about the new one. Even though I haven't seen the 11 million different cuts of the original. So. I've <laughs> seen them goes, all. When they go, have you seen Blade Runner? I'm like, which one, man? <laughs> I, I've seen like five different cuts, and I still haven't seen the definitive one, apparently. The one where Decker's eyes glow like uh, a replicant, and it's it's pretty much clear he's a replicant. I haven't seen that one, I guess. I don't know, or whatever the fuck. But... That one exists. Yeah, I, I just watched a video on it uh, last night. Actually, yeah, the guy was the guy was breaking down his argument. That he's like, "What are we talking about? Why are we debating this?" Every replicant part of the question process is they shine the light in his eyes. There's a, what is Sean? What is Sean Young's character's name in that that movie? Is it Rachel? I think so. Yeah. Well, there's a scene. It's like literally, literally. 1.2 seconds long where the light is shining in her eyes and they're doing the replicant shine and Decker yeah. comes up behind her and his eyes do the same thing. And as specific as that movie is, I highly doubt that that was just an accident, especially considering Harrison Ford's eyes aren't the color of the, of the eyes that reflect in that, that, you know, that little short one and a half second scene. Interesting. I'm going to have to look for that. If I find a video, I'll send it to you in the group chat. But yeah. I mean, but still, I mean, this like the nonsense derails us, and it keeps us from you know looking at, at, at bigger pictures. And I think we just have to admit we like it. We like the nonsense. We like the distraction. We just like arguing. We we have the internet. We have the world. The, we have all the information in the world at our fingertips. And we choose to jerk off, post pictures of cats, and argue. And yeah, that's an oversimplification, but not by that no, much. Not really. I mean, so I just when when I when I think about this shit, and I go, okay, so what you know? What do we? Perfect example. Talk about trickle down economics. A buddy of mine tried to get into a debate with me on my Facebook page, and I just let it go. And it infuriates him that I won't sit there and go back and forth for six months over a, pe- a post on Facebook. And I say, I refuse to do it because, one, the minute you get online and you have a screen between me and you, you stop debating like a human being. You stop seeing me as a human being. I'm a name on a screen that you have to prove wrong, that you have to win versus no matter what. Whereas if we were sitting here face to face, one of us would go, you know what? You made a good point. I never thought about it that way. We're nine times out of 10 people refuse to do that online. And 
I think that's a lot of our problem right now. We have a president who basically doesn't even do a state of the fucking union address, or he does one almost every day through Twitter. And it's 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 what what is what is Twitter? It's a it's a it's a one sided microblog. He posts something and people fucking take snipey ass pot shots at him from the sidelines, and rightfully so. But that's is that how we really want our government to run? Yeah. It's becoming quite clear that maybe I, that's we have to be honest with who we are. We have to. We have to. If we don't do that, and we can't start to do that, and we can't start to deal with these bigger issues. And I think one of the bigger issues we have to admit is that it, 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 we like conflict. We crave it. It's embedded in our DNA. To the point where we seek it out. To the point where we create it if there is none. How many times have you been in a relationship and picked a fight just to pick a fight? Or had that happen to you? I mean, it's countless. I can't. I, I literally couldn't name every time that's happened. I've been guilty of it, and I've had it happen to me. And I've literally, at the end of the argument, go, what the fuck? Why, why are we arguing? What was that about? And we both go, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's in our nature. It's like being competitive. That's why we're the ones that survived. We're the ones that made it through all these thousands of years of evolution to be where we're at you know we were the fat ones that were dominant in the fucking in in the group we weren't the ones we weren't the runt of the litter or else we wouldn't be here our bloodline would have died off thousands of years ago and once we can start being honest about that then we can go all right well fuck it what do we do then i mean we've we've tried monarchies those i don't want to go back to that sorry but who your daddy is is depends on who who gets to rule next. I'm I, no, I'm I'm fine with that. That's why I had a problem with Bush too, and you know Hillary Clinton. At a certain point, the presidency was getting passed around between those two families like a party joint. Yeah, let someone else do it. You know, I, boy, did we. <laughs> we 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 went extreme. We went well. Here's a black man. And then we got an orange one. And here's an, and we just threw him in there. Yeah, here's someone who's completely insane. I mean, we've we've talked about this, but I mean, honestly, stop and stop and think about this. What the fuck has Trump really done? Oh, nothing. Nothing this year has gotten done. Not by him. Not by Congress. Not a goddamn. This is like the. If you're interested in output from your government, this ain't been the year for you. And and if, if you, and if, well, but if you interested in getting the Supreme Court to lean right, then you've already got your win and you don't give a fuck about anything else. Yeah, unfortunately. That's that part of the long of, game that some that a lot of Republicans are playing. Oh, definitely. But that was kind of... That, they threw... When they, when they invoked the Biden rule, which somehow I love how Joe Biden is irrelevant to Republicans until they want to use something he said is all of a sudden the word of God. Um, and they were like, hey, Uncle Joe said it in 92, so it has to stick in 2017, right? <laughs> once, they, once they invoked the Biden rule and said, Obama can't, a lame duck president can't appoint a Supreme Court nominee. Right. Or he can, but we'll just go, no, we're not going to talk about him. We're not going to vote on him. We're not even going to fucking deal with him. He can just sit there until the next president shows up. Yeah, let us, we'll just run the clock out on him. Yeah, they knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. and they were taking a chance. And a chance paid off because they got they got Trump in there, you know. But I mean, it was it, they knew that if they confirmed whoever Obama put forward, they weren't going to get who they wanted. So they rolled the dice. 
It would be it, a, yeah, it'd be a long time before they got another shot. And it came yeah. up snake eyes for us. I mean, so they they got who they they took a chance and it and it worked in their favor. But I mean, but okay, so Trump really is he didn't he didn't do that. He was just a beneficiary of that bullshit. Oh, yeah, no, that was Mitch McConnell. It. Yeah. That was Mr. Yeah. Turtle himself. Yeah. Yurtle the Turtle. Mitch, you know. Mitch McTurtle. So and I mean, let me ask you guys, and I, I've said it in jest, and we and we kind of chuckled about it. But I mean, honestly, let me ask you guys this question: Do you think if Trump tried to go all Greg Stilson from like the Dead Zone, like Martin Martin Sheen, where he was like, "I'm just going to launch nukes because I'm pissed off," and then like his entire little cabinet just stood there and watched him do it? Do you really think that that the people surrounding Trump would be like, "Okay, Mr. President, you go ahead and end the world"? No. So that's when we really find out about the deep state. Oh, no, wasn't it what's his nuts? Uh, didn't you say what's his name? Kelly said that it, it, isn't this all like uh, that they're there to make sure that the president the doesn't start job. world that they're there to make sure the president doesn't start World War Three? Well, it wasn't a quote from Kelly, it, but it, it was talk that was overheard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's people around that are going to make sure he's not going to get us all killed. I'm, I'm holding that belief. I mean, I take it. I think it goes so far as that if he tried to pull some shit like that, like I said, I, I can't remember if I said it on air or if I said it when we were just talking before we went, we went on or after we got off and we're done recording one day, but that they just pull a coup d'etat and be like, I, I don't think so. Like, well, you can either step down or we could lay you down, Mr. President. That's your choice. Even if you even if you believe that there were war hawks that thought that we would have something to gain from an open conflict with North Korea, even those uh, supposed war hawks, even, they, they understand the situation because China has said that if the U.S. acts against North Korea, they ain't doing shit. But if North Korea acts against the U.S., China's stepping in and slapping North Korea. So it's, it's not even about uh, not wanting to get into a conflict with North Korea. It's not wanting to be the, the ones who act first because we would need China's support in this conflict. Well, because okay. they, they own like half of our country. Well, yeah. doesn't doesn't that tell you something? Exactly. They have too much invested in this fucking game to let someone just flip the board off the table and say, fuck it. They won't let that happen. They would rather go... Because, I mean, China's like, what, half-ass ally, ally of North Korea? I mean, I, I don't think China like looks too favorably upon North Korea. They probably look at it like, oh, my God, really? This idiot's speaking up again? Can't you just right. shut up and do what we tell you? Life would right. be so much easier, it, easier for everybody. But they have a problem openly criticizing them because then they'd have to talk about things like basic human rights. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's obviously. just kind of embarrassing for China. <laughs> you know, I mean, so they know they're like, eh, North Korea, you get a little too big for your britches. Yeah, we'll put you in your place because we don't want the U.S. doing it, especially the Cheeto in chief, because we don't know what the fuck he's capable of. I mean, and that's got to tell you that China's sitting there going, we don't even really trust that there would be people that go stand down or get laid down, Mr. President, on our side. And that that should scare the shit out of every single person in this country. That our enemy doesn't even trust that we would do something to preserve our own 
existence that they believe we're that crazy. I mean, that goes back to like the 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 the, the stories that used to get told to Russians and American soldiers. Like there was a in the in the during the Cold War, there was a rumor that went through the Russian Marines. That to be a U.S. Marine, before you even went to training, you had to kill one of your own family members to prove your loyalty to the Corps. And they were like, oh, that's how come you don't fuck with those. Those U.S. Marines are crazy, man. And there was the same type of rumors about Russian Marines and their special forces and et cetera, et cetera. You know, they got to they do some crazy shit. You know, they, they, you know, they, they got to get they gang- eat a baby. Yeah, they got to get gang raped while they fucking infant or some shit like that. You know, it turns into some kind of crazy ass Lars von Trier movie or some shit. I mean, so it, well, d- for our enemy to go, oh, we don't even trust you to do that shit. We don't, you know, to to stop it. We'll step in. We we will be the adults in the situation. When China is the most level headed <laughs> country yeah. between us, North Korea, and China. It's kind of a scary thought. Yeah. Well, as much as uh, as much as this battle is like two crazy people at the head of it, even I think even Kim Jong. Which one are we on now? Un or Il? Un. Il is dead. <laughs> yes. Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Il was Ilin. Even even if I well like. He doesn't want a war with the U.S. either because there's no way that he can win. Yeah, get his ass fucking and, kicked. And we're talking about multiple generations that this, the, this power has been handed down to. That legacy is just gone out the window. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest wild card does seem to be, honestly, Donald Trump. And the scariest part of that is that we've seen... Well, a, a lot of power being handed over unilaterally to the presidency ever since ever since the concept of nuclear weapons was invented. But there are safeguards, and uh, I don't know. Well, I was always it, under it, the impression growing up that the, the policy of the United States was, especially after World War II, uh... And we saw what dropping two bombs actually did. And those are, I mean, that's like dropping, that's like firing a scud at Russia. That's the equivalent of what those bombs are compared to the bombs we have today. So they, I mean, those weren't shit. So I always thought our policy was we will never initiate a nuclear war. We will just retaliate once the missiles are flying. Our policy is, hey, we're only telling you twice. Don't make us tell you a third time. I guess that was just maybe some propaganda that we were sold because it certainly seems like, I mean, if you listen to Trump, he seems to think that that's on the table as a first strike alternative. It just, I mean, it's, Hey, what are we going to do? North Korea just, you know, shot a missile into Japan. I don't know. Let's see if we can turn their entire fucking land into one big fucking smoldering crater. Do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we're certainly not against preemptive strikes as a country, and we don't even care if it's the right target. So, but there's a difference between carpet bombing with white phosphorus, like you know, a couple hundred acres, a targeted strike, quote unquote, of that, and just lobbing nukes. 
I mean, there's there's a world of difference between those two. No, I agreed. And it's it, to me it, the scariest part of all of all this with Trump is that I don't think he gets it. Like, did you guys hear that? I think in the last couple of weeks he was he was talking, he was giving a speech, and he goes, "I always wanted a Purple Heart." Oh yeah, that's an old one. Yeah. Like, I, oh, it was an old one. Okay, well, somehow it only got brought to my attention in the last couple of weeks. And he said it in such a cavalier attitude, like I would say, yeah, I always wanted a Siamese cat. You don't go out and buy a Purple Heart. Well, I mean, you can, but <laughs> you get caught doing it. You, right. You're well, not going to have a good time. Also, I mean, nobody who would ever possibly be put in the situation of getting a Purple Heart would say, I hope I get a Purple Heart, because there's going to be some probably life-changing injury that will come along with that. Like, you get a Purple Heart when you're in a fucking wheelchair or some shit. Yeah, exa- ex- exactly. In, in most cases. Like, nobody wants a Purple Heart. Then maybe your parents could masturbate. They appreciate you. it. They appreciate it when it comes, but Which, they would oh, trade in a second to get their arm back or, or what have you. Then your parents could I- masturbate you. <laughs> oh, man. Do, do we want to move on the, to, That's probably the only way on we can segue into that, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go. All right. Well, I uh, recently in in some of my internet click click holes I've ended up in. I I uh, found a blog by a gentleman who goes on to explain in his blog why he. Uh, masturbates his, and this is a direct quote, his, my profoundly disabled son. Um, Do they live in San Diego? You know, I don't really think it says where he lives. The father's name is Mustafa, which made me think this was a joke, but with all the pictures and, and everything included in the blog, if it's a, a joke. joke, it's it's a very... Well, I'm just saying, at first I was like, this got to be a joke, right? No one would ever fucking write this. But not in yeah. our new crazy society. Exactly. I'm kind of like, yeah, I think this is legit. Donald Look. Trump is our president. Everything is on the table now. And if and if and if you if you want to look it up yourself, it's have fun letting your wife find this in your in your browser <laughs> know, right? history. Why I masturbate my son. Blogspot. Ca. Oh, that's 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 Canada. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's oh, it is, isn't it? I didn't even think about that. Um, but no, I so I read not that, jacking it in San Diego. You know, I read I, I read the, Vancouver. I read. Oh, his son's name is Mustafa. I'm sorry. I read the article, and uh, you know, he goes on to explain why he felt this way. And I kind of through a click hole and just clicking through links of people and you know stuff people would send in the comment section to look up. There's a whole movement for this for disabled people and their sexual rights. And I just thought it was very strange. Like, is I mean the Constitution aside, the law aside, let's just deal with basic human rights at this point. Is sexual gratification a basic human right? Because there's a there's a there's quite vocal group of people who seem to think it is. I think it'll take care of itself personally. Like, I, I don't think it's a it's a right if you can if, if it won't if you won't die without it. You know, like water's a right, healthcare's a right, but 
yeah, if you don't come, you're not going to die. That's just, I guess, where I'm at on it. So, ladies, if you're listening and some guy tells you, I'm going to die if I don't do something about He's this. He's full of shit. Yes, trust us. He's full of shit. Um, but no, I, I apparently there's, yeah, there's in other countries, there are sex workers who, if, if the person's on, a person's on some sort of disability, I don't know if the disability directly pays for it or if they're reimbursed or if it's part of a disability benefits package, but there's sex workers that actually go and have sex of some sort with disabled people. And I, there's a there's a term for these people. Um, it's also a term for people who just can't get laid, I guess. Uh, it's called incel. It has nothing to do with incest, even though it sounds like it. It's uh, involuntarily celibate, meaning they just they, they can't get laid. And I, like I, first of all, I look anybody who's a parent, you love your kid. And I mean, you know, if it was a choice of your kid dies or you got to jerk them off, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the kid's going to have to get over the fact that dad's jerking them off because, you know, you'll thank me later when you, oh, I don't know, live. But I mean, this isn't a life or death situation. This isn't like, you know, if this, this don't isn't jizz or die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which would be an awesome porn site name now that I think about it. <laughs> uh, it could be a parody of uh, uh, Funny or Die. You can have a, a, have a bunch of people who look, or a guy who looks like Will Ferrell having sex with a bunch of different porn stars. Um, right. But no, it's I. It's the newest Leisure Suit Larry video game. <laughs> it does sound like a, it does sound like a Leisure Suit Larry video game. Hey, you know what else but freaked no, me out? Man, it's just, a to picture me, it's, of your dick. It's something I've never thought about because you just really don't think about it. And I mean, I like, okay, when my mom had cancer and, you know, it was put forward to her that, okay, this is it. We've done everything we could do. You know, I kind of joked around. I was like, you know, like when I was telling a group of my friends and they were like, oh, we're sorry, man, and blah, blah, blah. And once we got past the, you know, all that, I was like, so who's taking the fucking hit for the team? And giving her one last deep dicking, you know, and it was like, you know, trying to pick which one of my friends, you know, okay, how about you? How about you? And they're like, oh, dude, oh, sorry. And I mean, it was something we joked about, but I mean, apparently this is a real thing. And I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how comfortable I am with it. And once again, I guess it's a double standard, but if it was my daughter who was severely disabled, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't want to be the one who does anything like that for her. But I don't know how comfortable I'd be, like, calling up Backpage and going, yeah, send me over your most well-hung stud and go ahead and dig tunnels in her. You know, <laughs> she, needs, she needs to feel what, you know, some, some, some deep dicking feels like. You know, I mean, I just... I, it, it, maybe it's my American puritanical side coming out, but... I mean, well, where geez, does it look? I I heard that you could uh, ease your cat's tension when it goes into heat by lo- allowing it to back onto a Q-tip. But I'm not even going to go that far. Like, wow! Here, here, mittens. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> the cats running around with Q-tips, dropping them at your. Are feet. you guys freaking yep. out? 
you have people over like, what's a cat doing? Uh, yeah. It's a long story. Just, Could, just hey, couldn't this guy just neuter his kid? That's <laughs> 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 all the problem. Well, I mean, I, no, it, that's it, wrong. My mind goes to, okay, I believe honestly that I, I want to believe, let's put it that way, that someone who thinks this way is trying to think of what's best for their, their child. Sure. But I mean, you know, where does it end? I mean, is it like if you, if, if, okay, let's say you have a son and, you know, you're 70 years old and your son's 35 and it's, or 40, and it's, he literally is the 40 year old virgin. Do you take him to the Moonlight Bunny Ranch? I mean, is that what you do? I mean, is it, is that like, is that, is that being a good father? Because, well, you know, Gross. no one should I be deprived of sex. Uh, I wouldn't take him personally. <laughs> Put him in an Uber, send him there. Yeah. Hey, listen, when you get there, <laughs> give him this money. Look here, son. Tell him to talk to Tanya. <coughs> I'm referring you. Look here, son. Here's $5,000 cash. Your Uber's outside. It's paid for. When you get there, ask for Air Force Amy and let nature take its course. Force Amy. Wow. <laughs> Rich, did did you read any of the comments on this guy's blog? Uh, considering that the blog is, <laughs> what, I would say four-fifths comments. I didn't read them all, but <laughs> I read some of them, yeah. Right. Like, one guy's, you, you sick fuck. Uh, he says, get an Asian woman, put her on retainer, have a freaking female non-relative do it, you depraved piece of shit. He says, uh, you really want, you really want to indulge you sick ass homosexuals. I think he means your sick ass homosexuals. I'd come over here and I'll fuck you till you love me, faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he threw in the Mike Tyson quote. <laughs> oh, this one's good. This is a truly inspiring story of a gay dad exploring his sexuality in an incestuous way with his son. Thank you, and send Bob's in Vagine. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think honestly there's a lot of people commenting here that are more offended by the idea that it was the dad doing it than... They were, they were more grossed out by the male-on-male action than they were the incest side of it. Well, when I originally when we were talking about it pre-show, I thought you brought up a very good point, Aaron. Um, is there really need for skin-on-skin contact when we have fleshlights? Yeah, I mean, please. Couldn't you just dump some I mean, lube on his dick and then just fucking just set that fucker on top right. and just like let him, you know? Somebody at Adam and Eve needs to see this and just donate like a sex doll or some shit. Just something like that you could hold by the waist and bounce up and down for him. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that's maybe acceptable, right? You don't even have to look at him. And it's probably better for him, too. He doesn't have to look at you. Oh, this comment is great. It's a twist on an old, old favorite. Y'all motherfuckers need Hitler. <laughs> oh man that's a meme I need to find the right image uh, 
Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know, man. It. Uh, I, I. I just. I can't. I guess ultimately, I can't get on board with it, man. I mean, honestly, if this, well, if his son is as, is as profoundly disabled as he claims, he claims his IQ, the best they can pin it down is somewhere around twenty. Damn. How the fuck does he know what he's missing? You can't miss what you've never had. And it's not know. a. Me- I mean, like if he's letting the kid watch Game of Thrones. Then maybe kid, I can understand, like... Well, if the kid's but, 20 years old and he's watching Game of Thrones, is he even comprehending what's going on? Right. I mean, if he gets a hard-on, that's an involuntary response. I get him in the middle of the night. I wake up with one. It, 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 nothing happened, Nothing sexy yeah. happened right before I woke up. Well, even... Okay, so let's put aside our, our being grossed out by this. I mean... At the core of this, though, is the issue that you already addressed. Is sexual release a basic human right? And... uh, I don't think so. No. (laughs) I I don't see how it applies. Don't die without it. Right. It's not necessary for survival. But, you know, I think we've definitely expanded the concept of human rights... To be more than just about survival. It's about... It's, it's starting to become uh, more about comfort. Can you live a comfortable and relatively happy life? So I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think it's an important question to ask only because it, maybe it helps point us in, in where we're going as a society into what we consider basic human rights. We're doing that with health care at the moment and we it's not going to stop there yeah and, and, I just had and, a, I and just, let's face it you know there's no such thing as a pure answer to this because ba- human rights are only what we make up we've already established that the rest of the world doesn't give a fuck about humans and we're not special i mean forget the world the fucking universe we're we're fucking speck collectively we are a speck hashtag a speck. no lives matter yeah exactly right Right, so human rights are only what we say they are as a group, what we can collectively agree on. Well, you also made me—you also made me think of something that I—I'm surprised I didn't think of before. Um, in the movie The Elephant Man, yeah, uh, you know, Great at, at one point, at one point, John Merrick—I uh, can't remember who she was—but he he. <laughs> Even even though it isn't expressed this way in the movie, uh, he hooks up with a chick, and mm-hmm. I remember like being fairly young, so probably a pre teenager, like maybe twelve, seeing that movie, maybe a little being, bit younger. What the fuck? What this elephant? mutants getting pussy, and I can't oh. get any action. <laughs> yeah, this guy's well, getting, elephant on, man's man. getting laid over here, and I can't. No, but here's the thing. Okay, maybe uh, maybe I was a pussy when I was younger, but I was like, that's. That's kind of touching, and I don't mean that in a jokey, haha, funny way. I mean, I, I mean that literally, like, like this, this chick's like, you know, this dude will probably never ever have a chance to have that type of connection with with a right. with, with a woman. And I didn't think of it as at, at that young of an age, like falling on the grenade, taking the hit, being the wing woman or whatever. 
But I mean, it's essentially that's what we call it, uh, and it's it's like it's, it's, eh. a, it's a gamer, I well, believe, what we call her. You know, I think it's interesting because even though we make up these human rights, they do have consequences because ultimately anything that we establish as a human right, we expect the our new collective mother, the government, to provide it. It should be provided for you. So, you know, if the concept of just saying that healthcare is a human right is pro single payer healthcare. And if we were to establish in Western culture that sexual release is a human right, well then you would have you would have ultimately government paid your tax dollars paying for prostitutes for losers all over the country. Well even if you take out the government being daddy and losers. mommy even if you take out the government being daddy and mommy but they and are. Just, and, and look, well, yeah, but I mean, and just look at it, you know, from a, liber- a, a, a true, I guess, libertarian's wet dream of right. completely free market. If there's if there's someone willing to provide the service and you have the money for it, mm-hmm. then oh, it, I'm, she, she, you know, I'm 100 percent open to prostitution being legal. I don't know that it would change my personal interest in it. But you know, it, it shouldn't matter one bit. Well, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I, I definitely fall on the side of the only time I have an issue with, I guess, with we don't know, we no longer call them hookers, hoes, prostitutes, even it's sex workers. The only, the only issue I have with sex workers if, is if someone's forced into it. But I mean, I've been around enough strip clubs and strippers to know that there's plenty of women who have no problem. And men, honestly, because I've known a few guys that stripped over at Danny's over in Canada, uh, have no problem with putting a price on what act they will, you know, follow through with. And it, it's not. And there's no moral hangups. There's no nothing. And the only the only problem is they're worried about getting busted, about going to jail for providing a service. Yeah. And I mean, to me, it's like if 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 both parties are willing and I have no problem with it. Well, I I don't think that I would personally pay for sex, but I don't think that I would have any problem taking money for sex. (laughs) That is, if if somebody somebody wanted to pay me. You hear that, ladies? You hear that, ladies? (laughs) Unregimented at ChristopherMedia.net. There you go. You'll be your backdoor man! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, Aaron. That, if you if you that's start, that's the first. That's the first sentence I started my plenty of fish uh, bio. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, if you turn into Deuce Bigelow, I swear to God, you, you better take us out to like a steakhouse on you. Like seriously, we'll, we'll get you your own Eddie Griffin to train you to be a man whore. <laughs> Tighten up that mangina. But no, I. I, yeah, obviously, I, I'm entering this conversation assuming that all three of us have no problem with a willing person going into that line of work. And I mean, right there, that's if 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 a person listening is like, oh, I don't, I don't think prostitution should be legal, or you know, I don't think it's moral. Well, right there, that's a convers that's the conversation ends for him at that point, 
The rest of this right. is just well, cuz we can't we can't talk about reality then. You know, let's talk let's any subject that you approach you have to understand that it exists and you have to tackle it and and in the form that it currently exists. We're not talking about an ideal world where there is no prostitution and maybe we can make it legal and it would all be structured and above board and government sanctioned and nobody was being taken advantage of or forced into some sort of sexual slavery. But that's not the world we live in. You know, drugs exist and prostitution exists and you know, a lot of the the crime that is involved in in these things comes from the fact that they are illegal, not from the fact that they are inherently dangerous. Uh, the fact that oh, a, a woman who, for whatever reason, decides to become a sex worker gets involved with somebody like a pimp is because partially because they are already outside of the system. They've not only run away from their real dad, they've run away from their government dad, too. They're under the table. They are, you know... They barely have the same rights. And so they need somebody to look after them. And all that goes away when when you can, you know, pay taxes like anybody else and have the same protection from uh, of the police. Well, yeah. And there's also, I mean, just... Uh, I, think, I think it's a... It's, it's a stereotype, and once again, there is truth to it. That's why it is a stereotype, but, you know, that a, a lot of people in the sex worker industry hate their job, feel that, you know, that they have, that they're, they're stuck in it, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, I did meet, I did meet, I mean, flat out, uh, being around, you know, a musician, being around strippers and, and et cetera, et cetera. There were plenty of strippers who were stripping for a drug habit or, to support some deadbeat they were with or whatever the fuck, whatever stereotype you want to throw out there. But I met quite a few more than I ever expected to meet who had their shit more together than a lot of college students their same age. Mm -hmm. And they didn't spend, they didn't go out and spend the money on dumb shit. They tucked it away. They realized that there was a limited period they were probably going to be able and willing to do this job. Make hay while the sun shines. And they, and they uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, one of the most surprising things. Make I hay ever while heard, the titties are high. <laughs> one of the most surprising things I ever heard from one of my fa female family members was if I had known then what working as a, as a, she put it a little bit more pretty way, as a dancer was like, I probably would have went that route when I was that age. But I'd been told, you know, it was like one step above prostitution and you're going to have pimps and you're going to get raped and you're going to get this and you're going to get that. And yeah, I'm not denying that there's strip clubs you're going to go to that are basically one step above the lowest class whorehouse you could find. But that's not the vast majority of them. You go in there and you act a fool, you will be shown the door quickly and if you put up a fight you'll probably be shown your face will be shown the door jam four or five times before you're shown the door so you won't be as quick you'll just take a detour into mm -hmm. a fucking you know plaster wall a few times and i've seen it enough times to know it's true i mean i bottom line there's clubs that the rule is if a girl walks up to anybody 
bouncer, manager, DJ, waitress, bartender, and says, I want him gone, he's gone. There, there's no reason need to even be given. It's just, yeah. nope, I want him gone. Boom, you're gone. I mean, that's just, it's that simple. So, I mean, it, to me, it's, the, bad repu- the bad rep and, and the stink eye that sex workers get pu- comes purely from the puritanical side of, of, of American people. Well, you know, there, but there are both types of establishments out there. There's completely above the board. They don't want to rock the boat because they got a good thing going. They're making money off a product that sells itself. And there are definitely the seedier places where a lot more crazy shit goes down. Oh, no, definitely. Definitely. I mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's, uh, I can think of one on Michigan Avenue whose reputation is so bad that every time I drive past it, I just kind of chuckle to myself. Yeah. And, and there's been a couple that have been shut down in the last 10, 15 years because shit was, but you know, ironically, they got shut down for not what you'd think, not for prostitution, not for solicitation or whatever the fuck. They got shut down for shit like there was drugs moving in and out that, you know, through that place like it was an open air drug mart. Yeah. You know, that's what got them busted. Not the chicks that were jerking off the guys in the VIP rooms. Well, you know. But that was the the heavy cash business that uh, attracts crime like that. It was that side of it. It wasn't so much the stripper side of it, you know. It was the fact that... As in Ozark? They could, they, could, they could launder all their drug money through it as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, we had an incident up here in Detroit at a, a Victory Inn, which there's quite a few of, and they all pretty much have the same reputation no matter where you find them. But this one was just... I mean, the whole top floor was nothing but a bunch of pimps got together and had their stables of, of women up there and took over the top floor of this Victory Inn and ran it for years and years and years. And, of course, it started off with, yeah, we're slinging pussy. And then, of course, it went to, oh, we're getting away with that, so let's sell some weed. Now let's sell some coke, let's sell some meth, let's sell some fucking ecstasy and et cetera, et cetera. And then eventually the feds got involved, and that's when it got shut down. But, I mean, that's, that, is, that is the nature of things. That's, that's why when you make something illegal, you create a, a black market for it, and the people who are very comfortable operating outside of the law are going to flock to that. Prohibition pretty much gave us the the modern American's idea of the mafia. Yep. You know, I mean, Kennedy's, what, grandfather was a bootlegger or father was right. a bootlegger? The government took millions of dollars that was flowing into the government and rerouted it into organized crime. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, eh, I don't know. Ultimately, I guess, I, to me, I guess it falls under, like, a lot of things. I'm just like, eh, when it comes to disabled people and, and that, if if everybody agrees to it, I guess I don't see a problem with it. I mean, that's the other thing well, we need to talk about. What's the legality of it? Because that person, with with the big deal about consent and revoked consent, in other words, a.k.a. regret rape, 
how can a person who doesn't have an IQ above a certain number to be considered competent give consent to a sexual act? Just because, and especially, you can't even make the argument these days that, well, it's a guy, of course he liked it. No, because women have been charged with rape. Just because, they, I mean, they say it all the time on, you know, television and in and, and movies and stuff just because your body has a reaction to a to a sex act being forced right. on you doesn't mean you wanted it he was he was abusing his position of power as a father figure you know i think that's where i have the most problem it's uh, like his dad exactly <laughs> yeah it's like dude why are you so excited to jerk off your kid you know that's where i'm like eh, yeah i write a blog post about it uh, you know, outside of, uh, I find it kind of repulsive, and I would have to question whether I would be able to do something like that for my own child. I don't think that, you know, Child Protective Services needs to step in or something. I don't think that this is, you know, a situation that needs to be stopped. As far as I'm concerned, it's between you and your kid, and it's not hurting anybody else. <sighs> I'd have to put an age limit on that. Kids probably enjoying it. I mean, I'd have to say age yeah. limit, or not an age limit, but a. a, a I, 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 you can't say that about a five-year-old disabled kid, is what I'm saying. Well, no. You know what I'm saying? So there has to be an age where, like, you know, but once again, you can't use age of consent because if they're so disabled, they can't give consent. Then it doesn't matter what their age is. Yeah, what age do you start jerking off your kid? <laughs> I mean, do you figure if he was like old enough to buy cigarettes on his own if he could? So uh, 18? If he's that disabled, do you have to change his sheets? I guess the first time they're a little sticky. It's like, these well, sheets smell like pennies and seawater. It's time to start well, jerking they, off. I mean, if you wait to 18, that's like a good five years of him, him getting boners and not... And not having any release. It'll be a lot of backup. Oh, that's, in, that's inhumane. That's against his basic human right. That first, it? that first time is going to make it look like, yeah, it's going to make Peter North looks like he's squeezing out just a little bit of toothpaste on your on your fucking toothbrush, man. He's going to be backed up. <coughs> and also, if we start accepting this as a human right, I'm just going to go there. How long until somebody tries to use this as a defense for why they raped or sexually abused or molested or somebody else? Oh, well, or I a mean, kid. Like, well, the, the Nambla people automatically, anything is, they twist everything around to, it's, I'm not doing this, I'm not fucking this kid for me. It's for the child. And it, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, well, we all agree you're sick fucks. So, but, <laughs> yeah, it could open a legal can of worms because, I mean, think about it. Every time you hear about a teacher fucking a student, let's just say a female teacher fucking a male student, you know, half the people go, nice. And the other half are like, oh, no, you can't. Even though I wish that was me when I was that age, you can't have, you can't have that double standard. You got to treat her right. just like the guys. But what, if it's, what, if, yeah. what if it's special <laughs> needs kids? Like, like a, like like a severely like I don't know I, 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 autism isn't a, I do think Adam strong Adam enough Adam it would Carolla be, has the perfect barometer for it though with the boys 
Get him in okay. court. Did you ever jerk off to this? The answer is yes. Case dismissed. <laughs> Nobody's ever jerked off to anything they were abu- that was like abusive, like a painful memory. Yeah. <coughs> he, he's not wrong. Which I, um, what about chicks with rape fantasies? Yeah, I, I disagree. Like, I, I don't think he understands the depravity of the human mind. There's plenty of people are attracted to things sexually that are destructive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if but anything, people anything, that are destructive. <laughs> if if anything, true. the internet has taught me is that, oh boy, if 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 someone can, no matter what it is, no matter how far fetched you would think it is, someone could find it sexual or sexualize it. It's out there, and it's been done. It's already been done. It's an it's old hat to somebody. Even though you might be going, holy shit, I never even thought of that. Someone else already has. Been there, done that, got bored of it. Burn their pleasure center out on it. Well, I think there's one thing we can safely say about this. Is that I don't think any time in the near future are we going to have to worry about a law getting people try... Trying maybe to get this law passed, but I don't think we're going to have to worry about it passing, that part of a disability, and if you get disability, is you get a, you get a budget for sex workers to come in and take care of your oh. you know, sexual needs. Right. I mean, I, well, I, in the future, everyone's going to commit their crimes in California because when you go to jail, somebody comes in and jerks you off every Wednesday. <laughs> If you're going to get caught, get caught in California. Right. Am I missing something? I'm just saying that these are the consequences of accepting this as a human right. Sexual release, ejaculation as a human right, means that if you're denying somebody their basic human rights, that would be the same as torturing them. And we don't torture people because we're not animals. And people that are in in prisons have no access to women. So, in order to not like dehumanize them, you have to <laughs> allow them the same sexual release. You officially yeah. listened to too much NPR. But the problem is, it's going to be the I'm, most the most calloused but, hand butchy lesbian they can find to come in and be like. Hi, my name's Alice. Let's get this over with. <laughs> like, oh fuck. No, but 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 really, I Tries mean, that's what we're talking about. We make our laws based around what we consider our basic human rights to be, you know? Our we have basic human right not to be like randomly killed by other people. So, we want to control, you know, make laws against murder and try and control ways that people can harm others. You know, it, any anything that we consider a basic human right, we are going to make laws to fit. That is the next step. I don't disagree with you, honestly. Yeah, and yeah. If any, if I've learned anything in in the, in the last five ten years, it's you go. No, we can't take it to that extreme. Yes, we can. Yes, someone's out there, and that's their cause du jour. That's what they're gonna. Mm-hmm. That's that's their that's their what that's their one issue they're going to vote on. We will not only take it there; it will be at a level you didn't even think fucking existed. 
What I want to know is who's going to jerk off the Saudi Arabian robot? (laughs) (laughs) Is that job taken yet? (laughs) Another robot? Another robot sex worker that can cry rape? Yeah, I mean, now when he dies, when a Saudi Arabian sex robot dies, does he get like 72 Roombas or something? <laughs> I mean, what, like, what, what is it? Like, there's just a bunch of duck. There's a bunch of dirt devils lined up there, like, waiting for him. Like, come here, big boy. Like, I just, how does it, how does the afterlife work? That's what I want to know. Um, oh, I, since Halloween's coming up, uh, yeah, this, this might be a short topic, might be a topic of, of some discussion. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this in all the years we've been on around Halloween, but what do you, what is your guys take on the whole, you can't dress up as blank because it's cultural appropriation. Uh, I think there's a line and you know, when you cross it, like, you know, obviously like, uh, blackface, duh, like, but all this, it's Halloween. If you're that offended, stay home. If every if you're one of those people where every if you're gonna go to a Halloween party and lose your shit on eighty percent of the people, stay home. You're the problem, not everybody else. Right. Well, yeah, that's interesting because, like, certainly, blackface just has like I think most people just have a, a gut vile reaction to that, and the reason being is because we're aware of the history of it, and certainly. In the uh, the course of entertainment in this country, we've gone through many racist phases, but not all of them to the same degree. You know, uh, a character in blackface was portraying a certain type of stere- a certain stereotype of black man: was low education, the buffoon, very simple-minded, and uh, you know. People want to extend that that same type of behavior of uh, you know of reminding people of that dark part of our our past as a nation as akin to you know if you dress up as a, a Native American character that's the same thing. Well, you know certainly we've oversimplified Native American culture in our entertainment, but. The Indian wasn't the buffoon. I mean, sometimes he was the the evil guy. Most of the time when I was growing up, the Indian was like the one wise guy. Not a wise guy. The one smart dude. Ah, see? <laughs> you know, the didn't talk much, but always had something really smart to say. And, you know, so, like Tonto is a stereotype, but it's not the same thing. You know, dressing up as Tonto... Doesn't make people think of oppression of Native Americans. I mean, most people, I would say, it probably wouldn't. It, dressing up in blackface is a is in direct relation to oppression of black people. So I think there's where your line is. You know, unless you're. So I I can only really think of it. Too offhand, I'm sure there's other examples that can be pulled. We've already talked about blackface. Uh, I would put dressing up as a Nazi, yeah, in there that's as true. well. But you know, 
unless you're talking about that's all your costume is is referencing somebody else who was complicit in oppressing a, a group in some fashion then it's pretty much fair game this idea of cultural appropriation well it's, it's only it's not like liberals recently invented this term it's that they redefined it well we, we everybody appropriated culture you know and when cultures especially when they had good ideas like numbers and shit we appropriated the fuck out of it and it's only now that it's only a bad thing that there's no good way to appropriate somebody else's culture well i think even it's though that's how we made this whole fucking country but go on yeah well yeah that's that i mean that's that goes back to bill maher's point uh cultural appropriation happens probably 0.01 percent of the time social justice warriors claim it does the rest of it is called the melting pot get over yourselves yeah. but i think it's and i sent you guys a, a link to a, a a picture collage from i'm assuming yeah i think it's twitter uh and it's kind of what sparked what i was this subject was someone oh, we got a little donnie yeah someone dressed their little kid up as uh i mean we're talking like what maybe that kid's two maybe you know, two-year-old smiling. He's cute. He's cute little dickens. His two first words were, believe me. See, I think that's cute. I don't even care if they are pro or anti-Trump or whatever. Like, Trump as a toddler makes perfect sense to me. And then, you know, Twitter... That's the next one. The Twitter being its usual self, classy self, uh, you know, has, oh, if... He comes to my door, and I can't make out what's going on there. Yeah, what is going on? It's kind of blurry. That that was in response to the the Trump kid. Like, if he comes to my door, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, and I, I can't well, really make that doing? out. But now the bottom two are clear as day. The bottom two says, "Me if I see a baby wearing a Trump costume, and it's a it's a photoshopped image of someone <laughs> punching a, a baby." <laughs> and then another one. It's a uh, image of a uh, Ra- a razor blade inside of a lollipop. Yep. Yeah. Now here's where here's here's where that's I cl- think yeah, you're right. Man. That's, that's classy. Good job, everybody. Here's <laughs> can y'all lighten up? Here's what I, here's what I think is at the crux of this. I think cultural appropriation around Halloween has become a way of saying. I don't like your costume. It offends me. And that's the excuse they use. And if they can't pull that one out, they'll pull something out of their, you know, their SJW bag of tricks, whether it be it's racist, classist, <laughs> gender normative, heteronormative, whatever the fuck buzzwords they've embraced this week. But I mean, isn't that kind of like the point of adult Halloween costumes is to goof on shit to you think that's funny huh maybe dr- like like I, the, the the Halloween right after Steve Irwin died I saw at least three people at the Halloween parties I went to dressed up as him with a stingray glued to their chest right and it's one of my was, favorites 
it was it was you know it was such a popular costume that South Park even goofed on it on their Halloween special that year. Oh, did um, they? Yeah, did, the devil was having his sweet sixteen uh, birthday party that fell on ha- Halloween, <laughs> and it's, and he sees a guy in a Steve Irwin costume goes up and goes, um, uh, I, I like the creativity, but it's just too soon. Uh, you're offending people. I have to ask you to leave. And he goes, but Satan, I'm Steve Irwin. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, my bad. Sorry, sorry. Enjoy the party. You having a good time? Okay, enjoy the party. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I've seen people like, I've seen people dressed up as priests, and there's like a, a doll attached to their crotch. Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah. You know, uh, me and the ex-wife, we wanted to do this for years. We just never got around to doing it. I wanted to dress up as a priest, but pimp him out, like have his pimp, my pimp cup and my pimp cane, and her be my nun ho. And no one would have fucking been offended by that. I mean, well, okay, no one in my group well, of friends would have been either. offended. But yeah, no one in my group of friends would have been offended by that. Um, my nephew, who's biracial, went as Jimi Hendrix on his first Halloween trick or treating. No one got offended. No one, no one was like, oh, oh, that white passing child is dressed as Jimi Hendrix, you know. But then again, that was ten years ago. I wonder what would happen if he dressed up as him this year and put, you know, shame him off their porch. Yeah, well, and put the, and, well, fuck the the porch because as we've I've already pointed out, and we all know, a lot of these tough these online tough guys ain't got shit to say in person, especially these people who claim they go around checking people's privileges violently. It's like, that's your Tumblr fantasy. You don't do that. I'll take shit that never happened for 600, Alex. You didn't do that. Shut up and sit down. But, yeah, I wonder if, like, he posted that picture. I wonder if I posted his picture of him at, like, four on his first Halloween going trick-or-treating, dressed up as Hendrix. If people would get offended and say it's cultural appropriation and all this. And it's just like, have we taken all the fun out of Halloween? Yep. For I mean, not just for adults, for kids, trunk or treat, a what bunch a of baby. parents get together, park their cars in a circle, pop the trunk, and the kids go from car to car getting candy? Because why? Are you that terrified of your neighbors? There are some neighborhoods that schedule Halloween. Like, they won't do Halloween on Halloween. They'll be like, hey, we're going to do Halloween on this. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. The one that the one that blew my mind this year was, and just like Chris, just like you said, if you know you're going to get offended by someone dressed up as like let's say a Native American, then don't go to a fucking large Halloween party with people who might be dressed up as Native Americans. All right, real simple, right? Well, there's a flyer that got someone was passing around their neighborhood. It said, you know, if you're going to give out candy for Halloween, you need to give out this type of candy, which wasn't candy at all. It was like a list of fruits and stuff like this and said, you can't give this out. You can't give this out for because of nut allergies and you can't give this out because of gluten sensitivity and you can't give this out because of Take uh, the candy and throw it issues. away after, we, after it's given to you. Right, that's the first thing you do as a parent. You go through it and you go, no, nah, you can't have this, no. No, nah, you're not going to like uh, these almond joys. I'll take all those. 
Yeah, you know what? Yeah, chocolate Can't, peanut butter together is gross. I'll take these. Yeah, you're going to hate Reese's Cups. Let me just take all of those. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, that's, I mean, but for the balls of a parent to go and pass this flyer out in their neighborhood, like, if I caught that person putting that flyer on my door, I would probably, I would, I would probably feel, I'd have to restrain myself from assaulting that person. Like, seriously, I'd be like, get the fuck off, first of all, get the fuck off my property. Second of all. Fuck you. I'll give out the candy I want to fucking give out. And if your kid can't have it, you know what your kid can do? Go to the next house. Sorry. Trade it. Yeah, you, no, you use that shit to trade. I mean, got to have something. I mean, look, I get that when I was when I was a kid, there was the neighborhood I trick-or-treated in was probably about six blocks, a six-block radius. And at the end of that six blocks, there was what used to be the Ford Road Bar. And we would go in in our costumes, and it's 9, nine o'clock at night. We're 10-year-old kids walking into a bar, trick-or-treat. Everybody in the bar would laugh, and, oh, that's a cool costume, or you look cute, or whatever the fuck. And the bartender would go over and pull those bag of chips that no one ever buys off the wall, blow the dust off them, and go, here you go, kids. Have a good Halloween. And that was the end of it. What the fuck do you think would happen if a kid walked in, if kids walked into a neighborhood bar and did that these days? And the bar did exactly that. Just gave them like a bag of chips. Like I, I, I can't believe feel- you allow children in. The law says they can't come in after nine o'clock. It'd be litigation. Pearls would be clutched. Oh, oh yeah. The you know I'm worried that a bunch of pedophiles are going to dress up as women and, and go use the bathroom, same bathroom as my daughter. And, you know, fill her out like a job application while they're Eiffel towering over her back and all this bullshit. You know, they would fucking lose their minds about some, oh, a drunk gave my child a bag of chips? How dare they? You know? Well, I can shit. tell you from, from more recent experience that there's definitely not the same amount of kids out as oh, there were sure. when I was a kid. That's for sure. When I was a kid, streets were swarmed. Yeah, and I mean, Aaron, your your kids, yeah, they're are they still? At, eh. They're getting to that age where I think my daughter is going to go out. My son, he didn't go last year. He probably won't this year. Dude, I went out gotcha. till I was eighteen. I swear to God, I was like, you see, I'm, oh yeah, you don't say I'm an adult till I'm eighteen. Then fuck you, I'm milking this free candy thing right. once a year till I'm eighteen. Right. Are you going out for Halloween? Do I still like candy? Yeah. Hey, but by the way, about 16, I discovered pot. Makes this shit way better. <laughs> well, yeah, my, my dad, uh, when he played football in high school, they got done with practice, and he and instead of changing out of their uniforms, they said, why don't we just walk home in our uniforms and use our helmets as our bags and go trick-or-treating? And, you know, one of the guys was like, man, aren't we too old for that? And basically the argument was what you guys said. You're too old for candy. You know, it's delicious. Yeah, exactly. You don't have diabetes yet. You know, you're 16. Salt and sugar don't kick your ass. Shut up and get, you know, go knock on the door. Say trick or treat. And now that is all. But yeah, I, I kind of feel bad for kids these days because, man, I, dude, I would hit my neighborhood and then beg my grandmother to take me over to the oh, mall yeah. and hit the mall. And then, and then in other neighborhoods. Oh yeah, yeah. No, okay, but now that's that's another thing I guess that's that's become a a thing is parents loading their kids up 
from yeah, fuck that. different neighborhoods yeah. and showing up. And these kids aren't even in costume. They just show oh, up what? like, oh yeah. Apparently, the rule this is, is you have to you have to start with your neighborhood. You got to wear out your neighborhood, and you got to be in a costume. Yeah, they, I was actually this was about three four years ago maybe. I was at a friend's house on Halloween, and like I'm talking two minivans full of kids pulled up with like three adults in them. They got out. They came up to the door, trick or treat. They had pillowcases, no costumes. And my buddy was standing there like, what the fuck do I do? I can't be a dick and not give him candy, but... Tell him this holiday requires a costume. You are not in one. I, um... Yeah, well, fuck it. We've never been politically correct before. Uh, these were black children. Shocking! Oh, shocking! I was going to be like, oh, it's a bunch of black kids. I was like, no, that's super racist. Oh, so, it's not racist if you're right. What I'm saying is, it added a level of, what the fuck do I say to it? <laughs> You know, because you say, this is awkward. Usually I'm buying the candy off of you. Was <laughs> <laughs> it office space? I'm trying to save. Help me get off crack. Buy these magazines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. I guess if to, to me, it's like, really? Not even a not even a fucking drugstore mask with those with those. Those sweatsuits that we would drop 10 pounds, like the bibs, the plastic bibs and the little shitty fucking thin mask that would rip halfway through the night that cost like $5. You can't, you can't even put your kid in that. You just send them a, you can't buy them a, a bag, a plastic bag that's orange and says trick or treat well, on well, it. Pillowcase just I mean, held I more. The, that's I did science. the pillowcase. I did the pillowcase. They're stronger but, you know, and held more. Uh, you know, a couple bucks for you know some vampire teeth, a little bit of fake blood, a plastic cape. You can get like some clown makeup, makeup kits for a dollar. Just get yeah, do get creative, do something. At least try and make an effort. Oh, I went as the mummy. I think for two years in a row, and literally all my grandmother did was take some thermal, like a thermal top and thermal pants, dye them like a grayish, like greenish yeah. color, and then do the same thing with ace bandages, and then wrap me up, put a safety yep. pin on the end of it, and go, see you in a couple hours. That was that was just shit that was I had anyways. This is the most ballish shit! <coughs> I mean, it was, it was no it, it, big deal. Even when I went as, <coughs> excuse me, sorry there, I had to cough. I hit the, I hit the cough button. We've installed one. Thanks for the donations. <laughs> <laughs> um, even when I went as Freddy Krueger, I, I my dad brought home work gloves, and we took plastic hangers, spray painted them silver, put the glove on me, slit holes in the sides of the gloves, put the the ends of the hangers in, <coughs> and then spray painted the glove brown. And once that glove was on, it was not coming off until the end of the night. <laughs> And that was my Freddy Krueger outfit. Yeah, I mean, I was, my parents made a, uh, I wanted to be a Ghostbuster. They took the top of like a, a paper box. No, paper shipped in the cardboard boxes with the lids. They took one of those lids, covered it in foil, uh, cut up like a vacuum hose, put it in the side, boom, you're Ghostbuster. That's five. I thought that was cool as shit. Didn't cost them dick with the time to make it. 
I mean, I just, I just think it's really kind of sad that we've gotten to the point where we can't even let kids. Like Halloween's one of the few holidays that's geared towards children, or the side of it that's geared towards children, that we don't have to lie to them about. We don't tell that's them true. about the Easter Bunny or Santa or any yeah, that's of that good bullshit. Point. And we won't even let them have that now. Like, no, you can't have that. And for all the scare tactics and horror stories and urban legends that have went around about poison candy and all this shit. Yeah, the bullshit. Exactly. I mean, it's like once or twice in the entire country per year. And it's usually a family member, you know, (laughs) someone trying to get rid of their kid. You know, I mean, I don't mean to be flipping about it, but. It's just like I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The drug addicts were taking their drugs and not doing them, but sticking them inside of candy, so that kids could wander off and get high on their own. That's what drug addicts. That's wasting do. drugs. Drug addicts would right. not do that. Right. Exactly. Hey, make sure you get two eight balls because it's Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I, we're, gonna, it, we're gonna we're gonna use half a one to stuff into the Reese's. Yeah. On top of that, if my daughter was out trick or treating and she come back and she dumped out her her bag, and I saw a baggie that was tied up, and I picked it up, I was like, "Wait a minute, that has a shamrock, Superman, and this what? is ecstasy. What house did you get this from specifically? Do you remember the address?" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a because, code word or a secret because, knock? Because daddy needs a new hookup. <laughs> like, I'm dead serious. I'd be like, no, that's is that for me, daddy? No, this is for daddy. Don't You, you can have the Reese's Pieces because when these kick in, I'm not going to want to eat at yeah. least for 12 hours. So, but I mean, I just, I seriously feel bad for kids. Like if, if, if my kid was, you know, well, eight, nine, ten in pure prime trick or treating age, where do you go to take them trick or treating? I mean, like you said, there's a lot less kids. My first year in my apartment in Wixom, we bought pumpkins, we carved them, we set them out, we had a note on the door. Come to apartment three one one, three one one zero. We gonna, you know, we're giving out candy, but. Like three, four of these big ass bags of variety packs of candy, and like three kids came to the door. That third kid, or three groups of kids, I should say, that third group of kids made out like bandits. I just, I was like, dump, I dumped the bowl between the three yeah. of them. So here you go. <laughs> I was like, stop trying to rape us, sir. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, is it, is it, is that the, is that the issue? There, people think that, like. Their kids are so just so fuckable that they can't send them to somebody's house to get candy because someone's going to just try to fuck their kids and be like, oh, I've never wanted to fuck a kid until I saw him in that fucking princess outfit. Come on in. Would you say it's you Doug know? Stanhope that said nobody wants to fuck your kid? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Stop thinking He's, your kid is so fuckable. He said if if child porn is rampant on the Internet, and I've never accidentally ran across it, but I've ran across cock fingering more times than I can count. Then cock fingering must be happening in this room as I talk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of a good point. It's like, 
I've never accidentally ran across like, holy shit, look at all this child porn. And I wasn't looking for it. I it just, I don't, it's like, it's like drug dealers that sit in a house full of crack and go, how am I going to get rid of all this crack? I just don't think it's, I don't think it happens. Pretty. Hey, pr- speaking of pedophilia. Oh. Corey, do you see Corey Haim was in the news recently? Corey Feldman? Corey Haim's dead. Uh, sorry, Corey Feldman. Wh- which other Corey? Whatever. One of the Frog <laughs> Brothers. He said Corey had played one of the Frog right. Brothers. Yeah. Well, this Frog Brother wants to <clears throat> expose the uh, pedophile ring in Hollywood. And apparently he's going to need $10 million to do it. <laughs> Wait, what? At least that's what he's trying to raise. What, to take on, on Michael his, Jackson's uh, lawyers? Or? He's got some kind of GoFundMe type of page up. It hasn't reached anywhere near $10 million yet, but that's what he wants for, I don't know, investigating and protecting himself <laughs> while, he, while he does so. Sure. Why not, Corey? How, okay, if Corey it's running a, out of money... If it's yeah, the Corey's Angels didn't work out. Shocking. Um, if it's I'm a, very alone, I need to protect myself. I need to protect my family. I need additional security, and I need a legal team to help represent me, so that I can fulfill this mission. Man, I I could do that for two. I could do all that on two million dollars. I'll outbid them. This is the free market at work, folks. Uh, right. <laughs> Well, no, okay, well, let's be honest here. If he is worried about someone coming after him, let's just say legally, okay? Uh-huh. Then wouldn't it behoove, like, a millionaire looking for good publicity if he starts naming names and people start coming after him to, like, a millionaire, a billionaire to go, okay, you know what? Don't worry about it, Feldman. I got your legal fees. Yeah, Feldman. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Was he in gym class? Well, I... I, I <laughs> oh, sorry. I smoked what, what, a joint. <laughs> I'm not sure I followed it. So, like, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is, why does he need to ask for money? Wouldn't people come to his defense? I mean, just like people gave to, like, to pay for Monica Lewinsky's, Lewinsky's, Lewinsky's lawyers... And Paula Jones lawyers and, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, when people come forward, like there's a, or there's, def- there's a fund for them, like if they get sued or something. I mean, if that's what he's concerned yeah. about. It seems like I can't name names because I'm afraid I'm going to get sued. Well, if you're naming names, I know that the only thing that doesn't have a statute of limitations on it across the entire country is murder. Murder always stays murder no matter what. But I'm sure there's some states that have pretty, like, we're talking decades-long statute of limitations. And if he makes that accusation, that's a criminal accusation at that point. So that person can't just go, I'm going to sue you for libel or slander. No. Unless they're found innocent or not guilty in a court of law, they can't sue him for that. Or, or well, it doesn't have to be necessarily one of those two options. There's a very real possibility that no hard evidence is found enough to take the case to court. That is the that is the problem with reporting sexual assault of any kind years later. I mean, yeah, that's it's one thing I will give the the uh, Law and Order 
SVU is they have made it, they've tried to make it clear that if you are assaulted, immediately, as soon as physically possible, get to a hospital, preserve the evidence, because don't take a shower, don't change right. clothes, none of that. In, any any little thing you think you're doing, sometimes out of panic, sometimes out of it just you're on autopilot because you're in a state of shock, it could fuck up the case. So I mean, I, I just don't understand why he needs the money if he's if he's worried about legal repercussions. Seems like there'd be people that would step up because it's going to be nothing but good publicity. You're, de- you're, you're paying the defense or for the lawyers of someone who's trying to expose pedophilia. What better publicity is there? Yeah. So, I don't know that he has, like, the best reputation, though. Yeah, but then I just defer to the old lawyer statement. Why, does, why is it that every priest has 20-20 vision and every hooker can't see past her nose when it comes to being a witness in court? I mean... He did drugs, and he was a fucked up child actor. Yeah. If if he wasn't in the public eye, he was molested as a child, and he grew up to be a fucked up adult. Kind of one follows the other. We wouldn't be shocked. And I mean, I, like I said, I think it was last week when we were talking about this, Aaron. As many child actors that grow up and have as many issues as they do, I gotta believe there's something to the amount of sexual abuse that goes on with underage actors in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, I can't just, it's just too much smoke for there not to be some fire. I mean, and that's not to say that everybody's looking to fuck your kid if they're in Hollywood, but I mean, guys like like Harvey Weinstein put themselves in that position, not just to make movies, but because it gives them the power to get away with what or they think to get away with what they were doing. One of the, the best comic book writers out there right now is Ed Brubaker, who, um, well, if you've seen uh, a lot of the Captain America stories on the movies have been based around that. The whole Winter Soldier story was an Ed Brubaker story. But for his creator-owned stuff for Image, he does uh, a lot of crime fiction and he did a whole series called The Fade Out, and it's addresses the a uh, you know the investigation of a child porn ring in Hollywood in like the nineteen fifties, and it's it's fictional, but it's based a lot on on rumors and stories of things that you know, just like the Harvey Weinstein shit. People knew about it. People talked about it. They just didn't talk openly about it. Nobody wanted to be that person that was going to like... Well, I don't even know if it was that. It was like... Was it fear of coming forward against a powerful man or an acceptance of... It's just not that big of a deal. If I want to be part of Hollywood, I have to accept this. as it Just like... If you want to be a politician, you have to accept that you're going to take money from people that you disagree with or, or buy into some broken system. Uh, I think. I mean, it does. It seems systematic. I think right? that would be more of the and, rationalism. And, and being systematic means that it can be oppressive because it's one thing to go against a powerful man, 
but to go against what is seen as a, an established and working system is a whole different thing. And that's what a lot of people don't understand when they talk about, well, why didn't these girls come forward before and what's so hard about doing this? And it, because it's not just like, I, 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 I think I think <laughs> I think I think people that, that Harvey Weinstein people like him preyed upon that would say, "Well, this is just how the system works. This is what you have to do." That would probably be more of a way to come to terms with what happened to them than a reason not to speak out. I think it's more of fear of this is the career path I've chosen. And it's already a fragile career path. One bad movie and you're done. Ask Elizabeth Burks about that or whatever the bitch who did Showgirls about that. You know, uh, ask Colin Farrell about that. You know, string of bad movies, your career's done. You go from leading man to, you know, character actor real quick. And you don't want to upset the apple cart He's as done it is. done better work since then, though. No, that, well, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but, I mean... W- I think that is probably, I don't want to say rationalization because that implies that they're trying to. I hear you. It's part of that systematic oppression that, I mean, it's easier to give into it. I think you can see if you can have enough willpower to suppress the feeling of being abused, you can just fit in and be successful enough to make it a moot point. Like, you'll forget all about that. That'll just be some dumb shit that you had to do in your past, and you'll just move on with your life. But I think people also... But but that shit never goes away. It never goes away. I think people tend to paint all victims of sexual assault or abuse or harassment. as weak. Yeah, as these, like, wilting flowers, scared. And here's the thing. I guarantee you there were women that Harvey stepped to that were like, oh, you fat, repulsive, cocksucking slug. Get the fuck out my face while I rip that pathetic dick off and stuff it down your throat. And he was probably like, right, this ain't the one to fuck with. Later, He's probably, like, slow down with his hands down his pants already. You know, and, and, and I mean... Slower. Tell me more about how you hate me. To, to go oh. back, to, go oh, back to last week, Courtney Love last week, <laughs> I brought it up about her going in 2005 when they were like, any advice for young starlets in Hollywood? And she was like, yeah, don't go to a hotel party with Harvey Weinstein. So you have people like that who just don't give a fuck. What about Seth MacFarlane in, what was it, 2013? The joke he made, he said, congratulations. He, he read a list of some, uh, I think it was like the Oscars or Tonys or something, a list of actresses that were nominated, and he said, congratulations, none of you have to pretend to be attracted to Harvey Weinstein anymore. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's, it, so I think there's, it, just as there's a spectrum of, you know, a plethora of different types of personalities in Hollywood, there's different types of people that have been through this and they handle it differently. I, I get the impression, this is pure reckless speculation on my part, that someone like Ashley Judd probably thought, you know, probably had some shame in what happened, was afraid that if she spoke up it would fuck up her career, and now she's had some sort of, 
feminist awakening and is like you know feels empowered and she's like i don't give a fuck about my career enough to keep lying about this shit i'm just gonna say this shit that's how she appears to me i don't know what's in her heart i don't know what's in her head so this is just how she comes off other other actresses like i said like courtney love seems like he probably did was like hey what's up and she was like oh please you fat fuck i don't think so you know, and it was just boom. That was the end of it for her, right there. So, I mean, not every not everyone who's harassed is like terrorized by that. Some people get pissed off. Not everyone, you know, like, turtles and goes back into their shell. Which, which, no, no, but but do you have sympathy for those who who can't find the wherewithal to stand their ground, as, such as it was? I mean. It, from course. every story that we've heard from Harvey Weinstein, it's not about physically overpowering someone. Certainly, they talk about his presence, and he wasn't a small guy. But let's face it, it was about his power, right? That's what kept girls in the room when things went weird. Oh, and, definitely. you know, I, I don't... We can parse again the, the the term rape and decide how to apply that, but I think by strict definitions, what he was doing was sexually abusive. Yes, rape doesn't sound like, at least from as far as I know, it wasn't about holding somebody down and, and physically overpowering them. It's it's like he was sexually blackmailing it's, them, right? But Co- so I'd be like, coercion. I don't know. Like I, I well, I think. I don't know what I'm getting at, Rich. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I just think that we're more easily forgiving of somebody, of a female who is physically raped and overpowered, and we go, well, you know, it, she, women aren't as strong as men, and she couldn't fight them off, and, you know, it's unfortunate. But but when the the abuse isn't that direct and there's not, you know and the the woman doesn't have to be physically restrained, then we're less accepting of it. Because we're just like, well, why didn't you why didn't you have the wherewithal to just say no and walk out? And I I, I, I realize there's people like that out there. My problem is I can't put myself in their shoes because I'm not one. I've been I've like a I know what you point, mean. I've I've worked for I've worked for bosses who were just sociopaths, period. I worked for one in particular who even his friends go, oh, he's a straight-up sociopath. And he fostered that type of environment at work. And if I didn't work for him, if he didn't sign my check and I didn't need that job, he would not have gotten away with one-tenth of the shit that I let him get away with. Mm -hmm. But I needed that job. It was a choice between make a stand and not have a job and possibly be homeless or keep my mouth shut and take the abuse and cash my check at the end of the week. And I kept my mouth shut. I mean, I, so I, I, I get if I'll do that just to keep a roof over my head, to keep a piddly ass job. How can I sit there and judge someone and be like, oh, well, there's something wrong with you because, you know, you, you you acquiesce to his demands 
when there's a $10 million contract on the table for the next movie that's going to make them a fucking superstar and get them an Oscar nomination and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, just it to me, blackmailing someone using your power into having sex with you is is more akin to rape than two drunk people fucking. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, we don't see it that way. And so I understand that in society at this point, in this particular moment, I'm not saying it's not changing because I, I, I can almost feel the change coming in the next year or two. But at this particular moment, as we're talking, society generally doesn't feel that way. Society says, was she drunk? And she was drunker than you. And that's kind of rapey. But if he's like, if you want the job, you got to give me a blow job. And you go, okay, well, you knew what you were doing. No one forced you. Right. And as, and, as, and as ugly as this is to fucking bring up and as disgusting as the idea is, let's also be honest here. If he, he looked like Brad Pitt, would he even have had to try to blackmail his way into getting women, you know, to, hey, let's do this? If he was a good-looking guy in a position of power, I, I don't think that the situations wouldn't have played out like they did. And, I mean, that's not... that's Yeah, not but, a, I mean, that's a totally different dynamic. I mean, well, you're assuming that if he, doesn't, if he doesn't have to use his power as a producer to lure women to his apartment, then he wouldn't, and therefore, yeah, it's a non-situation. Well, I guess what I'm saying is if he... If he started down that road, he wouldn't have to go very far before he 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 got a yes. You know what I'm saying? If he started to go, well, hey, why don't you come up to my hotel room and we'll we'll go over the script together? And he was an attractive guy and he was a powerful guy. Let's be honest. Let's piss off some SJWs. Those are those are traits most women are attracted to. Good looking, powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, take charge captain of industry type, whatever, however you want to fucking put it. Those are traits that are, that a lot of women find desirable. And if you, and if you, like I said, if you add good looking on top of that, I don't know if we're having this discussion because at that point he's using his power as leverage, but it wasn't his only thing he used as leverage. Whereas Harvey Weinstein, it's his only thing he had. I think so. But to clarify like, if John Hamm is cornering women in uh, in the hallways of uh, of restrooms or restaurants and jacking off into plants in front of them, that's still not cool to anybody. Oh <laughs> but no! We're all, but we're also we're assuming that if it's John Hamm kind of cornering a woman in a restaurant, she's going to swoon. And he's not going to have any need to jack off into the plant. He'll take her into the bathroom like a gentleman. Well, see, right? this is, this, this like is where the, the situation becomes. You see a good-looking guy, and he's accused of rape by, like, and you know, I'm just going to throw it out there, what almost anybody's standards would consider an average or below-average-looking woman you put enough people in a room and tell them that story, eventually someone's going to go, why the fuck would he rape her? Look at him. He can have any woman he wants. But then that goes back to, if, if, if it was a guy who looked like John Hamm instead of Harvey Weinstein doing that shit, 
to women in restaurants. It's not about sexual desire. It's about domination. It's about dominance and power at that point. Mm-hmm. It's about, I'm going to make you do something. And at that point, if that's their, if that's what gets them off, then if they're willing, that would be like the antithesis of what they're looking for. They're looking for someone to, they want that, that, you know, I don't want to do this, but I feel like I have no choice. That's, that is what gets them off. Not, yeah, let's go in the bathroom and fuck. No, that's too easy. I mean, it's, if that's, their, if they're power tripping like that. Because yeah. that's that's the only that's the only way I can, and I guess I'm just trying to crawl in their head enough to try to understand the way they think. And here's the here's the thing: none of us will really ever know. So I mean, unless a, it, someone just goes fuck it and lays it all out there and said, "This is exactly what I was thinking, exactly how I was feeling. This is why I did what I did." And gives us a blueprint to start working with. We'll never know what goes to these people's heads. You know, this isn't a, a heat of the moment crime. This isn't you walk in and your wife's getting fucked so you kill the guy. We all know what was going through his head at that point. This is, these guys plan this out. I mean, the, 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 the director who's been accused of it, James Toback, He's got more accusers than Harvey, and that's he hasn't even it hasn't even been a week since his first accuser came out. And on top of that, I remember when the movie Harvard Man came out in two thousand. There was rumors about him basically doing what he what, what what has turned out what appears to be, you know, fact of what he did, which is walk around with his resume in his pocket, go up to women in Hollywood on the street, and go, "Hey, I'm James Toback. I wrote Bugsy. I directed." The pickup artist. I directed Black and White. I can make you a star. Here's my resume. And my penis. Exactly. Give me a call. Okay, Mr. Toback. I mean, that it was a joke at the time, you know, in 2017 years ago. 17 years later, that's his that's his opening line. That's his pickup line. I mean, that's what it's Have you seen my movies and my cock? Exactly. And he's and here's another weird thing with these two. What is it with jerking off in front of people? Because both of them were like, that's that's their thing. Is like, watch me satisfy myself. That's a private activity in my world. I mean, unless it's like she's doing it and you're doing it and you're watching each other. Why do why do I need to jerk off in front of you? Here's my attempt to get my head around that one. No pun intended. If I just get my seat on I, you, you'll want to fuck me. I think that I I think you these are people who are coming at women with a with a complete misunderstanding of how they how they work, not to oversimplify a whole gender, but the I think they 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 believe that once they see the penis out and erect and understand that the man is aroused that they will see it as their duty to acquiesce to or at least help a guy out and while it is disappointing in the end that that doesn't happen that the girl just has a horrified look on her face instead well you have to finish I mean (laughs) It's kind of like you, 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 you're kind penny, of pot committed, <laughs> yeah. In for a penny, in for a pound type situation. Right. There's no going Who's back. Scanning? I mean, you're gonna get some. Oh, you're gonna salvage oh, what you can from the situation. 
Well, to kind but of yeah, I, to kind of switch gears for a second because I, I wanted mean, to, it's the same. But like, look at how many people send dick pics. I don't understand like, that not either. To, not to say that there are not girls that are into that, but there's girls that are into all kinds of shit, and they're not the majority. Okay, I I have a, a former coworker who's. According to almost every woman I've talked to that, that has either worked with him or, or, or whatever, is a very good-looking guy. All right. So, and, and the reason I say that is, he he's not the type of guy who has to work for it very hard. Let's just put it that way. And his rule with 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 dick pics is, I've never sent a dick pic until I see a titty or ass. When when they send me some nudes, that's the okay to send yeah, the dick pic. That's a good policy. And is give and, a little, and, get a little. Yeah, and is and is fucked up. And as much as I laughed when he said that, I was like, it's legit because let's be honest. What is this? If she, what are we for? I'll show you yours. You show me mine. Pretty or, much. Or what? I, you know what I meant. Well, if she's if she's willing to <laughs> to send you a, a naked selfie. Then obviously she's open to seeing what you're working with, but if you just meet a chick at a bar, get her number, get drunk later that night, go in the bathroom and take a picture of your fucking fluffed cock, you're really you have a lot of faith that she really wants to see your dick. And there's if there's anything I've learned, there's way too many men who think way too many people want to see their dick. <laughs> I mean. It, there are entire groups I have female friends on Facebook. They've they they've started with the dick pics they get sent unsolicited, and I'm just like, seriously? We're not even talking over a, a cell phone. We're talking through Facebook. So these guys are taking the time to take a, a picture and then send it through Messenger to some chick that they just fucking saw our profile. They're not even a friend with, and I'm just like, I I'm not that confident that people want to see my dick. <laughs> I'm just not. Even if I had a hog leg down there, even if it was like mendingo like shit, I well, still don't think no one wants too. to see it. <laughs> the dick has to be taken, you know, as part of the whole. You just see a, a dick, a dick isolated in a single shot. I mean, you can mess with perspective, you know, and lighting. And you can make it look like whatever you want. You have a little outfit. It's, <laughs> right. There's, there's Change the color, make it get, black. I have a, I have an extra small uh, a Sharpie that I had made for me that I can put next to it. <laughs> put to put it a little tuxedo. Like, it's specially made quarters that are the size of dimes. You go, you, you go to Toys R Us and buy a doll and use that hand to hold your dick and be like, this is my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. It's massive. <laughs> well, you know, just it's a long, it's, it's the same subject, but just a, a, a di- different slant on it. Um, I wanted to, to bring it up because we talked about it pre-show. Uh, Daddy Bush and these accusations. I don't know the specifics. Maybe you guys can fill me in. Are these accusations that are coming against him from 50 years ago? Or no. are these accusations that are coming against him right now? They're coming against no. him from being wheelchair bound. No, actually, uh, I, I think that's changing 
the day that we're recording this, it's coming out, there was an actual accusation when he was in office, but I don't know the details of it yet. The only one I had heard of was from like seven years ago. He yeah, was like 86 years old. Someone, one of his people, put out a statement saying that basically you have to understand the dude's in a wheelchair. Like, if he goes to put his, put his arm around you, chances are he'll be grabbing your ass. And that sometimes he just pats women on the ass, you know, as a joke, and they take it wrong. That's the best they could come up with? That yeah. was the best, first, yes. The first thing to see was just started with, like, come on, he's senile. Like, I guess that's my, like... Eh... I mean, they're. I don't know. What do you mean, eh? What, you have no idea what the fuck's going on? How can you say, eh? Uh, no, I mean, in the statement, it wasn't exactly like, you know, he. Senil, senility was not stated, but I think it was a little bit implied in there, too, of like, look, he's old, give him a break. Like, wait for when McCain snaps and starts telling fucking racist Asian jokes on the floor of Congress. Wait for that day. It's coming. I have a Vietnam flashback. Yeah. I'm going to kill all you zipper heads. You're like, oh, shit, McCain snapped. That, that brain tumor got through the stem. Fuck. Get out of here. No, I, okay. <sighs> See, I thought they were, like, maybe, I, like, two decades at the most recent old accusations. I can say having had people with Alzheimer's in my family... I think it's quite likely it might have happened because my grandfather and my grandmother divorced before I was born and they didn't see each other for like 15 years. When he had Alzheimer's, he finally saw her after a lot of years and he sat there and he was looking at at my grandmother and he looked at my uncle and he said, who's that pretty lady? And was trying to flirt with my grandmother. Like he, and he had no idea he used to be married to this woman. And my grandmother was just like, oh, bitch, please. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was, it was kind of funny because... I had, I had a friend's grandpa flirt with me when I had long hair. <laughs> I, I mean, so... I mean... Okay, so uh, maybe I was misinformed. Most recent story, three women all claim they were groped during a photo op. He was playing grab ass from the wheel from the wheelchair. Dude, he can't even say "God bless Texas" or "We love Texas" or whatever the hell they're trying to have him say in that commercial they got going. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. <laughs> <Exactly>. President. <laughs> Let's see. USA Today says that it might be a, due to a medical condition. Oh, you think that? Uh, Let's see, they don't, they don't go out on a limb and say exactly what. Oh, wait. Vascular Parkin, Parkinsonism generally believed to be caused by small strokes that damage the same brain structures oh, TIs, that are yeah. affected in Parkinson's disease. So it's not Parkinson's per se, but can create similar effects because of similar damage to the same brain yeah, parts. Yeah. My, my- my one grandmother, the one who Stuff. pretty much raised me, I, I sometimes say Alzheimer's just because it, it's a shorter way of explaining it, but she had a series of small strokes, and that basically kick-started the dementia and brought it on. 
So, okay, I, I know what they're talking about. And if that's the case, I mean, I'm not trying to minimize the fact that they were, you know, grabbed and assaulted, but I mean, dude, well, I've, taken, all, I've taken care of I've taken care of people with Alzheimer's. It's anything's likely to come out their mouth, and they're likely to do anything for any reason at any moment. But he's got people. He's got handlers. So like there, there should be some guy going. Oh no, Mr. President, that's not okay. I'm very sorry for his behavior. You have to understand. You know, shit like that. Like somebody just keep keeps him reined in, not just like, well, he's an ex president. I'm not going to tell him that. That's you know, pat somebody on the butt. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I, I just, I don't. Mm. Like, we didn't leave my grandfather alone with my aunt and my niece and my, uh, my cousin, not because we thought he would like assault them, but it was just because we didn't know if he, if he went off the handle, if they would be able to, to physically handle him. I mean, so yeah, if he's that bad, why the fuck? I understand he's the president, but stick his wife next to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, put a buffer between yeah. him and anybody he's taking a picture with. It doesn't have to fuck be a secret. Barbara. Doesn't, yeah. Get your George Washington-looking ass in the picture, bitch. It doesn't have to be a fucking... <laughs> it doesn't have to be a Secret Service agent or a handler or something, you know, a hospice nurse. Just, hey, look, he ain't got them big arms. He's not that big. Right, you stand next to him. Yeah, put... There you go. Put here you go. Here's the order. You got Daddy Bush in the end, Mama Bush, and then all the Bush children, and in the picture of the chick that's taking the picture with them. <laughs> if he can grab ass past all them people, goddamn it, he deserves a piece of ass. I'm just saying it. Fuck it, because that's a lot of work, and that's that's almost like if you get pissed on as an adult. I see piss, I move. You saw piss, you stayed. That's your problem. I see, I see Daddy Bush coming with a lecherous grin, going past five generations of Bushes, coming at me, and I stand there and it happens. That's on me. Should have moved. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. That, but then again, is it? Would it shock you if there was accusations come out that he was doing this shit fifty years ago? Are we shocked by this anymore? I mean, to me, this is this is the discussion we're not having, which we really should have. I don't think anyone's shocked by this. And the news is constantly more shocking allegations. Who the fuck is shocked? Guys who seek power, guys who want power over other people, impose their will on women? That's shocking. No, it's not. Are you serious? In other breaking news, water's wet. Right, no, because it goes down in a lot of other places that don't make the news because nobody famous is involved. It's just... You know, some chick trying to get a shift. I was going to say, I have literally, literally interrupted blowjobs at a minimum wage job just so someone can get, yeah, preferential cheat treatment. Have walked in at the wrong moment, went up to somebody's car at the wrong moment, and someone's head's getting lifted out of somebody's fucking lap. And I'm like, whoops, and turn around and walk the fuck away. <laughs> All right, like I, this ain't got nothing to do with me. Don't want none of that. So I mean, you're telling me a manager of a fucking glorified fast food place, is, you know, who abuses his power, that the the people like who crave power to the point where they make it their life's goal to become president of the most powerful country in the world, aren't above being cor are above being corrupted in that way. Fuck out of here. 
I don't know. I just honestly, when I first heard it, I thought it was his son. I thought we were talking about W, and I was going to say, "Oh yeah, no, shit!" Right? I was going to say, "His ooh, Laura Bush going to beat the shit out of him when she finds out." Because <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason, to run him over with a car. That's what I'm saying. I dude, I think she kind of runs the fucking. He he let Dick Cheney stick his hand up his ass and use him as a puppet too easily. He's used to that type of treatment. She's the one that's like. Uh, w, get over here and put these fucking pants on and then go clean up the fucking kitchen. What'd I tell you about that shit? Right. Stop eating pretzels when you're watching football. The fuck I tell you about that? <laughs> put your pants on the right way. <laughs> like, yeah, she's... She turn, them is, the, turn them around. She's the HNIC in that relationship. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And here's the other thing I had to ask, just because it's it's been politicized... And I don't know why this issue is being politicized because we have people from all over the political spectrum that accusations are being leveled at. So why this is somehow Republican men, uh, you know, do this issue or this is a liberal men do this issue. It's just fucked up men do this issue in my book, but whatever. Um, I mean, what do you think the odds are? These are accusations just to like to try to like draw attention from the fact that, you know, Harvey Weinstein, big democratic party supporter. Let's get someone to say that, you know, daddy Bush is over here playing grab ass with people young enough to be his great granddaughter. I think it's just an understanding of the, the fact that the general populace's attention span is limited. And right now this is the hot subject. So if, you're going to say something. Now's the time to say it when you feel like you can garner the most support. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I do have to say this. I'm shocked how I'm I'm shocked at how how much legs this Harvey Weinstein story's had. I mean, in our 24-hour news cycle short attention span theater shit, it you know, in the world we live in today, this is still going. That's a story that's still going strong. NPR just had a bunch of former Fox News anchors on talking about it, talking about the the settlements and the note the, the non disclosure agreements that, you know, a lot of the, these women are forced to sign. Some of them when they get hired in, before anything happens they're forced to sign it. If you ever are sexually harassed, you can never go to the media about it type shit. And it's like, wow. Now that right there I guess that does show my male privilege in that aspect. But the latest uh, news-related scandal was from an a anchor from MSNBC. Like, I'm just saying it's not, it's not just Fox News. It's not just the Weinstein Company or Hollywood producers. Like, it's everywhere. Oh, no. And I, but I'm just saying I, the fact that y- women walk in to go be an anchor at Fox News or to work for the Weinstein Company or Merrimax or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, here's your employment contract. And they get down and they read, you know, in the fine print, there's a clause. If you're ever sexually harassed, you can never talk about it because by signing this, you're essentially signing a non-disclosure agreement. I mean, at that point, that's, that's, got, that's a huge red flag. Well, th- uh- no, those type of uh, NDAs 
would usually accompany it. Uh, they were in exchange for a cash settlement oh, I, after something had happened. I, I, yes, they were talking about that on NPR, but there was also a woman on who was talking about a contract she had to sign if she wanted employment at this really? company. And she refused to sign it. I cannot remember her name. She's not a... Oh, interesting. She's a she's in she's a public as far as the business world, but she's not like a celebrity. But I cannot remember her name. But it was the same show that uh, Gretchen Carlson was on, and um, they had clips of Julianne Moore from some interview talking about uh, she had to sign non-disclosure agreements to work with certain people in Hollywood before she ever agreed to the to sign on for the film. And that was, you know, that was in the non-disclosure agreement umbrella that was covered in there. And I'm just like, how the fuck is that even legal? How is it legal to say if you're sexually harassed after you sign this contract, you can't say anything about it? That's almost show. That's showing premeditation. Well, uh, it's legal because it's a contract that you signed. It doesn't extend as far as if. If there's enough evidence of a crime found, then that NDA becomes worthless. A, ju- a judge can just throw that out, well, throw out the agreement completely and allow a victim to speak openly without fear of, of being sued because of breach of contract. But outside of that, if you don't have enough evidence to pursue a crime, then you would be subject to litigation if you were to break that NDA. Well, I, I remember... And probably lose. I was thinking... Spectacularly. As, I was thinking as long as there's no clause that you have to give back the settlement in the NDA, the lady who got $32 million from, was it Fox News or they Bill O'Reilly? for it back. Oh, that's... I mean, that's fine, but I have $32 million. You're not getting all of it. If I'm going to go talk, okay, well, go talk. You can, ask for, you can ask for as much as you want in the lawsuit. <laughs> you Doesn't might mean take you're that and it. more. Well, I mean, I guess. I don't know. It just, I, to me... I, it, better, better Ozark that shit. I, and this is, this, is a rough, this is a rough one because I feel like... No matter what you say, you're coming down like you're coming down on the person that was, you know, harassed, assaulted, whatever. But maybe we need to make a law that you cannot sign away your right to speak about a crime that was committed against you. I mean, because I don't understand how someone can go, yeah, I know I committed a crime and I broke a law. But because you signed this piece of paper, that that trumps the law I broke. I mean, how how far does a non... Disclosure agreement go. You can't go to your. You can't go to a psychiatrist. You can't go to clergy. You can't go to your sponsor at AA. You can't go to anybody and say I killed someone, and legally, they're you know, I can't well, talk about it. Patient, whatever confidentiality that goes out the window. But sexual well, assault there, it doesn't. But there is extended fallout from a decision like that. I mean. If you take away the ability for uh, for a certain language content to be restricted by a contract, then you have no 
you have no protection of any kind of information as a corporation, right? You you can't protect your your copyrighted recipe or anything because you you can't stop somebody who leaves your company from spreading that information for going to work at Pepsi and using that to make a superior product. I get what you're saying, but you, you're I mean, there's, the there's other that things. You're not all NDAs are bad. They're not all used to oppress people. Sometimes I get they're just used to protect information properly. But you're also operating under the assumption that they couldn't make a law that says, unless it's a criminal act, then an NDA does not protect does not protect the person. Well, it's not necessarily it's a criminal act, for. though. That's why they need those types of protections because it's not a criminal act to just go to another company and give them a recipe for something. No, when I, you're missing my point. What I'm saying is, yes, you can't divulge company secrets, but if mm-hmm. someone commits a criminal act at you in the company, that's not protected by you. an NDA. Right, I got you. You know, no matter yes. what. I don't care what you sign. Well, like, but again, that's kind of, that is kind of what we have. It's just the provability of the, of the, the assault. And until you have that, you are subject to, you know, the, your binding agreement. Well, all I know is that if I was a woman in the corporate world, in Hollywood, wherever, and I was asked, you have to sign this before you're hired. And that clause was in there about if you're sexually harassed, assaulted, you can't talk about it because blah, blah, blah. I mean, I can't tell women what to do because it's their life, it's their career. But man, I would find that very hard to sign myself because it's like, whoa, whoa. Why, why is this even on your mind? I mean, I, you know, it's like going to McDonald's and, 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 you know, yeah, hey, I'm going to order a Big Mac. Okay, well, before you order this Big Mac, we want you to sign this contract that says if you bite into it and find a rat tail, you won't sue us. What? Why are you worried about rat tails in your yeah. Big Macs? Wait. You lost me at rat tails. Yeah, I'm I concerned. Mean, is there a problem with but, rat tails and Big Macs? I mean, yes. But I, but I think, you know, something else to consider is that that document is like the final hurdle in a struggle for what is a one in a million shot to be, you know, whatever it is, an actor, some sort of television personality involved in entertainment and news in some fashion that puts your face in on everyone's television screens every night. Yeah, that's true. I, you know, I guess it does come I'm down not, to, I'm, it, I'm agreeing with you. Like rich, like I think, I think I would, I would like to say that I would make that decision too, but it doesn't change my sympathy for those who just do that figuring, well, you know, nothing's going to happen anyway. Oh no, no, no. That's, it, that's it, just typical language that they throw in there and blah, blah, blah. All these things to justify, you know, like I know Google's spying on me. I just don't read the user agreements, and it makes me feel better. Well, yeah, and I mean, I, I, I completely understand why someone would sign that, especially outside of Hollywood. Because one of, the, like I said, one of the women they talked to, she was very well known in the corporate world, and apparently she took another job that she didn't have to sign an NDA along those lines about, you know, if she's ever sexually harassed or assaulted, she can't talk about it. But also she took a large pay cut to go to that company. 
I mean, so good for her that she was in a position to go, you know, and I can't remember the exact numbers. I think it was instead of getting like 1.9 million a year, she was going to make like 700,000 a year. I mean, good for her that she was able to leave that money sitting on the table and not sign that. But if she hadn't, and she said, I can't give up 1.9 million a year on the off chance that someone does this. And then she signed it and it happened. I wouldn't look at her and go, that's your fault. You knew the risk. To me, that's that's even more victim blaming and victim shaming. That's legitimate victim shaming versus going, wait a minute. You got blackout drunk at a party where you didn't know anybody and blah, 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 blah. And then we're surprised when something bad happened to you. I mean, because you can't even say that before someone will come down on you with the wrath of God about don't you victim shame. But it's like. It's not a good idea, male, female, whatever, to get blackout drunk where you don't know anybody ever, period. That's not, believe, take it from me, I know firsthand. Shit usually doesn't end well when that, that scenario comes up. What? You, Come on. You, you start getting told about the shit you did the next day and you're like, oh, is that why I can barely move my arm? Because some dude tried to rip it off at an arm bar in a fight I got into I don't remember? Right. I mean... So yeah, if anyone listens, like, oh, he's victim shaming. Hammered drunk. For if you know, she agreed to sign it. She got what she asked for. She knew it was a possibility. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. Uh, Because anyone who does say that, fuck you for saying that. Seriously, I mean, honestly, how many people read the fine print on everything? We've all clicked. We've all just scroll, 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 click, and hit next. We've all done it. Who knows what fucking rights we've given away by doing that? Apple can have the rights to our dead body. <laughs> After we die, we don't even know. Whatever, I need, I, I need iOS 11. They're gonna, they, dude. Well, if you die anytime soon, you better tell the old lady. When you find my dead body, have whatever service you want because Apple's on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim Cook's coming with the meat wagon. You sold your soul to them a long time ago. Okay with that. All right. Well, is that is that about it? I yeah, I think that's it. We're gonna end with selling Chris selling his soul to Apple. It was in the user agreement. I had no choice. I wanted a new operating system. But well, you it's, do- it's kind of Halloween themed. Selling your soul to the yeah. devil. Yeah. Okay. But you do have a choice in listening to podcasts, and we thank you for choosing us. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter at UnregimentedPod. Uh, Rich, Rich already threw out the email address. We'll throw it out again. Unregimented at ChristopherMedia.net. You know, you heard how Aaron gets down. You know, he will, so. he will sling dick for money. <laughs> yes, have money, dick will travel. <laughs> Yeah, and hey, if you want to just straight up just give us money and not have sex with Aaron, you can hit the donate button at ChristopherMedia.net. <laughs> but why when that's on the table as well? It's the bonus plan. Come home to Jamaica. <laughs> you can uh, click through the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net, bookmark it, and yeah, it won't cost you anything extra. It helps us out. And yeah, so, is that all that? We'll see you next week. See ya. Later, guys.
If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.